Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This episode, we're going to be talking about our official rise and fall set review and answer some listener questions. This is episode 369. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? Hey, Google, back some Let's attach him because he's a jerk. Wow, wow, wow. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Use code DIAL5, that's D I A L 5, for 5% off your order. Joining me, like always, in the studio is. Your dial each for Hero Clicks champion, the Billion Clicks Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Ooh, just sipping on some mellow yellow because it's too early in the day and too late in the day for any other other beverage. You know Yo, the song. I they call me Mellow Yellow. Nope. That's a good one. I've never heard that ever, but uh, I do like me a Mellow Yellow. I do prefer it to Mountain Dew. I will say, when I would drink pop, yeah, Mellow Yellow is pretty good. It's good stuff. Um. Simeon, why don't you go ahead and let's get into what made us happy this week. All right. What made me happy this week is uh, later today I will be participating in a murder mystery uh, costume party type thing. So I get to play uh, Lucky something. I can't remember the name, but I'm playing. his first name's Lucky, which is always a good sign. And it's uh, some gas station employee who found a lottery ticket in the gas station parking lot and is now like a multi-millionaire. So I get to play a oh, poor dude so you're saying. who's become a recently rich dude, essentially, uh, is like the description. <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. So uh, this is <laughs> You could say this person who is, is poor can maybe be... Uh... Now this is no offense. I shouldn't even say poor. This is wrong. Well, but maybe the if they just recently poor, yeah. became rich, they might be, you know, not very clean shaven or a little unkept. But if they mm. recently got rich, they might have nice clothes or a hat to wear, <laughs> and uh, you know, might have splurged on that before anything. Yeah, so uh, a nice, a nice, I really like nice suit. Yeah. <laughs> A nice suit, maybe even a cane <laughs> and a pipe. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so the the draw for the characters is random. Um, I don't know if what episode it was. It would have been like around Christmas of 2019, um, I believe. I did one of these again. It's the uh, same group of friends, but I won Best Actor for that one so it was like a community oh, really? and yeah so i'm shooting wow. for that again but we'll see nice we'll see. nice but yeah right. it makes all me right. happy nice. collecting my outfit getting into character uh, pretending to be not myself for a little while is always nice right okay <laughs> right on that's gonna be a fun time uh what made me happy this week last night our regular normal hero clicks night instead we had 
Lucas and Morgan's Van Holland's uh, wedding reception we went to. So big shout out to Lucas Van Holland on his one year anniversary of marriage. They got married last year. Not a lot of people were able to make it, so they didn't have a reception. And now they're doing the reception about a year later. It was a good time. Had good food. Let me tell you something. Uh, them high V cheesy hash browns kind of do be hitting different after six o'clock. So uh, it was good food all around. And yeah, it was a fun time. And uh, when they did, because I was part of the wedding party, they asked, like, what song you wanted to walk on to the stage thing where they make, like, as if they want to see the wedding party, you know, <laughs> like, at a higher elevation than anyone else. But that's what they have. I don't know why weddings do this. Uh, it feels very strange to be up on stage and just eating. <laughs> like, oh, please don't look at this. Uh, but anyways, as I walk up there, I had them play uh, Star Spangled Man from Captain America, the first Avenger. So pretty awesome pretty good it was a fun, it was a fun time it was a, it was a really fun time i got to uh make a fool of myself because i don't dance i don't know how to dance but uh they said anybody that knows something generic country song played like the two-step and swing dance or whatever get on up here and i was like well i guess i have to but i only know the basics for i think it's swing dancing is like the country thing to do i don't know i wasn't a dancing cowboy uh worked too hard to dance at the end of the day that's what that's what my dad always said well and that and also like when you have a community that has like 200 people no one's holding a dance anyways it's it's a country person thing not a hard-working rancher person thing it's country people go do dances yeah, hard work a rural community kind of thing because yeah a rural community thing none of the farmers around me were ever like hey let's uh have everyone get together at my barn later and we'll dance and then I moved to like Omaha, the big city, if you will, and uh, all the country bars. That's what they do. And I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Who does yeah. this? Uh, yeah. Fake cow. It's it's a too. Yeah. it's a it's a fake country person, <laughs> rural person thing. Uh, anyways, let's let's go ahead and move into the let's do news first. <laughs> We got two legacy cards showed off this week. Uh, some kind of man who does dishes and then some kind of strange uh, skirt wearing hobbit person. Both revealed some of our missing legacy cards this week. Uh, Simeon, do you have a preferred choice on which legacy card you would want to talk about here? Cyclops or Deadpool? Um, I can go into Cyclops, yeah. Okay, sweet. I don't know if it was if it's necessarily preferred. Uh, should I do a rundown of what the original Cyclops did? Because I think, oh yeah, by all means, by all means. I think to really like understand how different it is might need a, a refresher. So if you weren't playing around 2017, I think it was around 27. Yeah, 20. I guess it came out 2018. So it would have been the 2018 to right around when uh, WizKids pre-deleted uh, all IDs from Modern. Um, there was two, and this is like the big reason why this guy mattered, no real other reason, I guess Blackbird, but uh, the super rare Cyclops yeah. from X-Men Xavier School had two ID cards. He originally had the Headmaster ID card, which cost five points, and then he had later with the Blackbird a student ID card, which cost three points. Um, 
but because he had a 150-point line and a 50-point line, his 150-point line saw almost no real play, maybe in casual, but uh, hardly even then from what I saw. His 50-point line, however, was that's like that magic number for ID cards where everyone wanted characters to be right at 50 because that's where all the good ID call-ins were. So what made this guy such a ridiculous piece was a lot of things. So 50 points or 5 or 3 if he was an ID card. Uh, 8 range started with uh, 8 speed running shot on his 50 point line and precision strike with 11 for 3. So he also had the headmaster trait, which all the headmasters tended to have this. And this was leadership perplexed, but only to target another character with the X-Men keyword. Made X-Men theme teams real strong. And then during force construction, you could include one student ID on your force without adding its cost. So every headmaster you played, which is why you saw a lot of multiple Wolverine teams, because you could play a Wolverine, get this free student ID, call in Cyclops, or, you know, play Cyclops, call in Leech, whatever. You could do a lot of different stuff without paying the cost for these ID cards. So most of this guy's utility came from ID cards. And he's pretty squishy because of that. So, well, not because yeah. of that, but he was just pretty squishy. And so the reason most of his utility was on IDs was because of that. Uh, so he had... Another trait, which was stay away from my students, free, make a ranged attack, but only to target an opposing character that damaged another friendly character with the X-Men keyword with an attack since your last turn. Essentially a retaliation of sorts, um, except the more of these guys you had. So if you played a Wolverine Swarm, he had the same kind of trait except for close attack. Uh since it was free, you could activate every single one of them as long as you were targeting that main character that attacked your X-Men squad. And then the real, like, the thing that actually made this guy unique to himself, because those first two traits were just, like, headmaster and they were shared kind of traits, the actual trait that made him himself was rebuild the X-Institute. So this gave him sidestep, and then if he was closer to an opponent's starting area than his own, he could use Pensai. So if he was being aggressive, he had Penetrating Psychic Blast uh, comboed with his Precision Strike. And then if he was closer to his own starting area, he had ESD. So he would be bumped up to a 19 defense closer to his area. Um, but the sidestep allowed him to get off the board after making an attack with the ID cards. Uh, like I said, 11 for 3 top dial. You normally didn't see his bottom dial. He tends to get one shot with only three clicks for 50 points and no reducers. But that's that's the old one. Um, the new, improved Cyclops. So first thing that's changed, he's got a 125-point line and a 40-point line. So that's 15 points less, or no, 25 points less. 25 points Math less. Is hard. 25 points less top dial, 10 points less bottom dial. Still has the exact same dial as far as stats and powers. So both starting lines, he's running shot with precision strike. A um, little bit of stat difference, but not a lot. Still sees through blocking and destroys it. So one square blocking, that whole thing. Uh, but all of his traits have been revamped. So he has, instead of 
the previous ones I just mentioned, Headmaster, Stay Away From My Students, and Rebuild the X Institute. He now has Lead by Example, which gives him leadership but increases action total by plus two instead of plus one, which is real cool. That can still be stacked with uh, things like Dr. Fate and Power Woman, where you would get even more. But this would take place of your normal leadership plus one. So it's essentially a unique modifier because it's through leadership. Um, And then he's got another trait. Keep it moving, X-Men, when Cyclops hits. Until your next turn, friendly characters with the X-Men keyword can use sidestep. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mm. Um, He does get a little bit of a boost because he has willpower on both starting lines. So he does have that option to roll for willpower. Uh, under the new rules he's still just as squishy uh for 40 points i think i'm not gonna well here's the thing the new one isn't better there's just in no universe is it definitely not better what the old broken one was uh it is now reasonably costed though and it's like now a not even a finesse piece it just has a singular purpose for a low cost which is a pretty good a pretty good leadership, uh, or, well, really good leadership if you're playing, you know, five or more characters in a 300-point game. Having a plus two action total is really good. And then if you're playing an X-Men squad, you do get an added benefit. So, not bad. The thing that I really dislike about it is he has no option for penetrating Psychic Blast on his dial now. Yeah, that does suck. But I think, you know, for 40 points... You're getting a solid attacker. You're getting a super leadership. You're getting uh, the ability to pass out sidestep as long as he hits. He's still got a bunch of like the same really good stuff for him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. The, the thing that I really dislike about this is just going forward. As much as like I didn't like the busted one that we had, going forward, I really don't want to see WizKids changing a character this much. And since it's traits yeah. and not special powers, it's not as bad. You know, you're just changing, like, you're not changing anything on the dial other than the point value. You're not changing what, like, powers do. Um, but it still just feels really weird. I don't know. It's it, it does worry me because fundamentally the Cyclops does a completely different thing. And when we tend to want versions of an ID card of a character, not an ID card, excuse me, but a legacy card of a character, we want them to still feel like that version because that's what made that version unique because you could have done this to pretty much any Cyclops and stripped them of all their uniqueness and then just made them this thing, right? It doesn't feel like the same Cyclops at all anymore. It's, It's a completely different way of playing him, totally just different figure in general. And... I think what more people want from legacy cards is stuff like making older figures more playable. And that Cyclops was always playable, so it's weird to give him a legacy card in the first place. Um, But yeah, it worries me, because now I'm like, well, yeah, I do want a Hammer of Thor Captain America legacy card, but not if you're going to take away, like, the thing that made him unique, you know, and, like, the reason people would want to play him. So yeah, it is. It is a little troublesome. I will say, yeah. uh, it, it it worries me a bit. Um, and I, I don't know. I, 
I want them to reach further back for legacy cards, and that would kind of oh, yeah. solve this problem. If you're giving older characters a boost that brings them up to modern kind of levels, that's perfectly fine. But when you are some, I mean, I don't think you can really say it any other way than nerfing because, well, yeah, it's nerfing him, but it's also just giving him a completely different utility. He's no longer, so it's nerfing him because he's no longer a main attacker. You're dropping him by 10 points, but he's still mm-hmm. helping out the team in a really impressive way. It's just, I don't know. It's just really strange. And, uh, yeah. I don't quite like it. Um, but that's, yeah, yeah, that's just my, my take on this particular one. And it's also probably the biggest change we've seen to a legacy card figure so far. Dropping three traits, adding two new ones, pretty different. Yeah. Yeah. Plus the point change, like pretty uh, big that's the point most changes. they've changed. Yeah. I, uh, I'm pretty, pretty blown away, honestly, by how much they changed about this guy. It, it makes me worried now for legacy cards when like so when scott porter you know does his unboxing and he takes out all his figures that whiz kids told him are going to have legacy cards in the set and he shows them off then it just worries me honestly it's like oh no oh what could they do uh but all right um quick side tangent before i get into mine we also saw wolverine's legacy card and they changed the one thing that i liked about this wolverine uh this is the zero zero one from uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, right? Right. Uh, they got rid of his animal keyword. The whole reason I wanted this Wolverine was because he was the only one with the animal, or one of the few ones with animal keyword and like normal Wolverine like costume. So I could play him with Wolfsbane, Captain America, or Cap Wolf, Wolfsbane, and this Wolverine for my uh, Cap Wolf like theme team from that comic. And it really bothers me that he doesn't have the animal keyword. Like that just sucks. Because like, that's the only reason I owned this Wolverine. And I know he's not an animal, but I mean, he also kind of do be an animal, though. So, yeah. anyways, huge bummer. Huge bummer for me on this Wolverine. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about the Deadpool. This Deadpool is an uncarded figure for Mutations and Monsters. Just for a really quick background, the, the entire dial is the same, uh, except for his points. And then they give him traits because obviously he didn't have car or no cards, right? So... He's normally 85 points, and he only has Agency X, Martial Artist, and Six-Pack keyword. In this new Legacy card version, he's only 50 points, so it's a stagger... Excuse me, a staggering 35-point uh, uh, decrease here. He has Agency X, Deadpool Core, Heroes for Hire, Six-Pack, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X-Force, and Assassin keywords. He is, uh, let's be honest, even I forgot Mutant Mayhem existed which gives him combat reflexes and super senses. So traded, that's pretty huge because he has stealth top dial. So he'll be a 19 from close with super senses. Very solid, very solid. And then his second trade is requesting a wild card team ability, please. What uh, what the heck is team player, AKA the new wild card. So Deadpool has the team player team ability, which means he just, he can copy stuff, which is cool. And that's really about it. He's got stealth, um, six clicks of blades, and then after his top click of stealth, he has five clicks of phasing. He has three top clicks of perplex. And then on his bottom dial, he has four clicks. That's click five through eight of regeneration. And obviously, his stats go from an 8, 10, 17, 2, all the way down to a 4, 7, 13, 2 uh, on his dial. So having that two damage the whole way with blades for most of his dial isn't too bad. And of course, you're going to want to regen off of it. But uh, if you haven't checked it out, 
uh, some strange man who does the dishes a lot. Uh, he calls himself a dish enthusiast. Honestly, I can't stand doing the dishes personally. Um, like, yeah, a dishwasher is is truly a gift from God because, man, doing the dishes by hand sucks. They will sit in my sink forever. Uh, the dish dishwasher is just the is the way to go. This is the 21st century. Anyways, um, but the cool thing about this Deadpool is that he just has a lot of flavor text to his thing. So it's yeah. just perplexed. It's like, like, ah, who do I have to talk to about perplexing my thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like and, the classic uh, Deadpool stuff. Talking like it's whiz kids like meta jokes and uh, yeah. self-referential kind of jokes. So it's it's cute. Whiz kids can be kind of funny when they try. So I was pretty impressed with this uh, with this Deadpool. Um, they're pretty good at naming powers sometimes. Sometimes it actually is pretty good. So yeah. Anyways, that was that was it for the legacy cards and stuff. We pretty much know we do know everything in Rise and Fall. So why don't we just do a quick Rise and Fall set review? Wizkid's new Marvel set, X Men rise and fall really quick guys the parameters for this set review is we're going to be like whether we think it's mostly casual competitive or if it will be good and sealed or if it's straight up bad and then we're going to rank the figures uh one through five uh just kind of in general right. to break down the set for those that may be playing sealed uh, there are 41 characters with the x-men keyword making that your easiest theme team to build the second most is going to be Brotherhood with 19, Weapon X with, oh sorry, Shi'ar with 14, Weapon X with 13, uh, Horseman and Hellfire and Animal all have 7. There's only 5 Acolytes, there's 10 Rulers, 14 Soldiers, uh, and then 8 Marauders and 9 Assassins. So take that what you will with your keyword breakdown. Uh, personally, even though X-Men has the most choices, I think Shi'ar is probably the strongest keyword. Just, But in Sealed, since so many of them are super rares, I don't know what your chances of pulling them are. But yeah, uh, Simeon, do you want to take odds and I'll take evens for this set? Yeah. One, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah. That'll work. Um, so up first, number 001 is Wolverine. I'm going to give him a two because... Uh, two out of five. I really like the sculpt, but that's the only redeeming feature for me because uh, in reality, this is a dial that we've seen quite often, and the only thing that makes him stand out differently than any other Wolverine is his rally die, which helps with his traded regeneration. Uh, it's not a bad figure. It's a good 45 points in sealed, but everything about this other than the sculpt is something that I, I'll reach for a different Wolverine before this one. Uh, Blades Exploit is solid. In sealed, he'll see play. Um, but even casually, I'm not picking up this guy. Uh, it's li literally a, a once play kind of thing for me, and that's if I have him in sealed and have room on my team. Do you want to read Rally really quick? Since yeah, we have a so bunch of before we, with it. yeah, before we continue, so... Uh, Rally says, let me pull up the rally rules. So rally is once per roll for each die in a finalized attack roll and for all characters with a matching rally die and trait color printed under their trait star. After resolutions, you may choose a friendly character to gain a matching rally die. So essentially, once per attack, one person on your team 
can take a die if it's on their card. Uh, that's, I don't know, pretty much it. Uh, rally trait colors specify which attack type they can gain rally dies from. Blue is friendly attack rolls. Red is the only one we see in Rise and Fall, and that's opposing attack rolls. And then green is all attack rolls. So it'll be, for Rise and Fall, it'll only be red fives that we see. So opponents rolling a five, if you have the rally trait, one character per opponent attack roll with a five in it one character on your team with a rally die can get that die on their card okay right on uh next up is darwin he is like a one he is terrible uh he's straight garbage he only has one power and that's regeneration on the last four clicks of his life he has seven clicks um in sealed, if you need to fill out some X-Men or X-Factor points, he has the X-Men team ability, and he can be used to heal people up or just be a theme prober or something. I mean, that doesn't even matter anymore now since he doesn't even get a token. So, yeah, yeah like this this, this Darwin one is really bad, but I think if you need to fill out points, then go for it. Uh, his trait doesn't help him that much since he only has a 17, so Darwin is terrible, but if you need to fill out an X-Men theme team in Sealed, you can go with Darwin, but there are much better options for 30 points, like, uh, well, like what Simeon's going to say. Yeah, so Darwin is straight up just a tie-up piece, and his sculpt is reused, so it's the bigger yeah. scale, but it's same sculpt, much worse dial, in my opinion, than the Xavier School one. Uh, yeah, your opponent can literally just ignore this piece the entire game unless they just can't break away from it. Um, and that goes in sealed, constructed, casual, whatever. Uh, next up is Marvel Girl, 003. She's got sidestep, pen size, six range, two targets, 30 points. Pretty solid attacker. Double target with six range and pen size for 30. Uh, not pumping out a ton of damage, but not terrible again has the rally die so she's got traded telekinesis with the rally trait and then free you can remove a rally die to use telekinesis as free so you can do it as a power action which 30 points sidestep tk always good um and then you can potentially double tk if you're playing someone like uh, moira or uh, the Xavier, who can give people a rally die on leadership, the Fast Forces Xavier. So this character definitely has a place on teams. I'm going to say three out of five. It's not doing a ton, but for a casual night, building an X-Men theme team, definitely going to move some characters where you need them to be. Uh, not doing a lot in the way of attacking, but also not for nothing. It does have flight. Uh, Marvel Girl does have flight, so there is the taxi kind of ability, um, some support and mind control down dial, only four clicks deep, but, I mean, there's a lot of utility in a little 30-point piece. Uh, competitively, I I honestly don't know. TK is always going to be useful in competitive games. It just depends on what X-Men teams are showing up, I guess. And then in Sealed, uh, TK is one of the better powers to pull and sealed. It's just so much utility, uh, increasing your reach when like your opponent might not have the range on you or something. Always a really solid thing to have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up is Warpath. He also has Rally 
Uh, it lets him make a ranged combat attack with a five range, which is pretty pretty bad. Um, but it does also give him traded stealth, which is all right. So he's a charge blades exploit figure, uh, just like Wolverine. Uh, I'd give him like a one or two as well. He's pretty bad. He only has five clicks of life. Um, in sealed, you know, he is a stealth figure. So if you want to block off some lines of fire, that can be pretty helpful. There isn't a ton of seize through hindering in this set. So that can give him quite a bit of life. Uh, make his 17 toughness go away, I suppose. Uh, filler for an X-Men team, but that would be it. He's never going to see any competitive play ever, although he is one of the few uh, people in the set that can deal penetrating damage. So we'll see. I guess I shouldn't even say few. There's quite a lot of penetrating damage in the set, but yeah. he is just, once again, he's a penetrating damage option. But that's about it for Warpath. For 50 points, I would have liked to have seen Outwit top dial instead of bottom. Yeah, um, I will agree. But yeah, just when it comes to the keywords, Warpath has so many better options for around 50 points or just better Warpath options even, um, in my opinion. But next up is 005 Havoc. So Havoc here, following the trend of really cheap costed pieces, 35 points, 6 range, 1 lightning bolt, X-Men team ability, uh, Starjammers, X-Factor, and X-Men keywords. No special traits, so it's just running shot, first two clicks, blank defense, uh, energy explosion, the entire five clicks, and then sidestep the last three. No special damage, or no no damage powers to speak of, no defense powers to speak of. Uh, only one trait, and that is, of course, the rally with a red five. Opposing attack rolls. Uh, when Havoc uses Energy Explosion, you may replace a die in the attack roll with his Rally die. Um, great. You know, <laughs> it's a little bit of dice manipulation, and that's yeah. about it. So uh, the ability to pick one means, like, yeah, you're probably going to hit that Energy Explosion. His blank defense powers and the fact that it's just plain Energy Explosion. Also, unless you're building around this unless you're building a round rally your opponent has probably hit you because you're stealing the red five are you really going to give it to havoc here just so he can hit with his energy explosion like that's the other thing with rally that we didn't i don't know haven't really gotten into um you pick the character and then your opponent could be like okay that was like my first attack I'm going to focus on the person that they just gave a rally die to. So you could, right. you could absolutely destroy this havoc in one turn. Um, but 35 points fits a decent amount of teams. I'll give him a two. Uh, I like energy explosion pieces. Actually, no, you know what? I'm gi I'm giving him a one. The fact that there's zero defense abilities and zero damage abilities, like no leadership, nothing, not even on like the first click. It's just bad. There's for 30 points, I'd rather have Red Union Jack, uh, who deals mm. three damage when he's hitting with energy explosion. And that's better than being able to swap in a five. It just is. Uh, yeah, so if I'm building an X Men theme team again, if I'm reaching for a Havoc, much better Havocs to reach for. Uh, just sure. do not like this one. And uh, again, reused Sculpt. Um, nothing <clears throat> super interesting in the Sculpt department. It'd be cool to give him like some blast effects since that's kind of his thing, but sure. Right on. 
Uh, the Hellfire Club Guard, I can confidently say uh, when building with him, I would say a five for sure. In Sealed, also, once again, a running shot pen blast figure. Uh, it's got a nine square reach with a six running shot, six range. Uh, 10 attack, two damage isn't terrible. It's not great, but it isn't terrible. But still, uh, he's a pen blast person in the set with running shot. Uh, I'd say he's a great sealed pick. I'd say he's awesome for competitive as well. I'm going to give just Hellfire Clubs a, a solid five. Um, he gives all friendly characters the Hellfire Club keyword mastermind to use him. So he's instant mastermind fodder for anyone with the Hellfire Club keyword, which is great. Uh, yeah, I really like the Hellfire Club Guard, and that's not even getting into uh, what he can do with uh, the whatever guy. But yeah, yeah no, Hellfire Club, Heart. great. Yeah, yeah, Blackheart. Um, and he's got a reducer uh, on his top. He even has toughness. Special card, yeah. which is better than only twenty-five for points. ten points less. Yeah, um, you know, a one-to-one -one battle, he might actually beat out Havoc. Let's see, two damage, one, two. Energy explosion. I don't know. It'd be close. Havoc has Havoc has the reach. It's a yeah. little tough. Might just yeah, knock him close. down to a sidestep in cap, and then <laughs> that's true. Slow game. That's slow game. Uh, next yeah. up is multiple man. I agree with Calder on Hellfire Guard. By the way, that's a solid five. That's one of the pieces I'll definitely be getting in the set, and it's a generic. So uh, multiple man number zero zero seven comes in at forty points. He's got a lot of stuff going on. So. There's two traits. Reabsorption is the first one. Uh, multiple man isn't a standard character. If multiple man started the game on click nine, he has a zero point value for all effects, including scoring. Protected pulse wave. Second one is creating new dupes. Multiple man takes a maximum of two damage from attacks. That's just period. Not protected pulse wave, but I think it'd be pretty hard to deal two damage with pulse wave nowadays. With pulse you know, wave, I was about to uh, say, yeah. Whenever multiple man takes damage from your opponent's turn or takes damage during your opponent's turn, after resolutions generate a 007 multiple man on click nine. Damage taken is a the result after effects that reduce or otherwise affect damage are applied. So protected pulse wave, that part is. Um Yeah, so I'm gonna give this guy a four because the Wolverine and the X-Men multiple man and Jamie Madrix because um, there was a gravity feed one and a main set one. I still like that one more. This one, however, the ability to... So not only does he have toughness, I guess I'll get into the dial. Top dial is stealth, no attack power, toughness, leadership. Uh, goes on to have leadership for three clicks, toughness the whole dial, I suppose. And then from clicks two to five, the last click are steel energy. And then the last two clicks, instead of leadership, he's got close combat expert. So uh, the stats go eight speed every click except for the last one. Uh, Ten attack the entire dial, 17 defense the entire dial. Two damage every click except the last click. And then, of course, he's got that close combat expert. Uh, so not only is he reducing by one, but he's also taking a max of two from attacks, which basically means no matter what your opponent does, unless they're just poisoning and doing like free damage type stuff, uh, no matter what your opponent does, he's at least generating one dupe. So that's, that's just fun. Um, the duplicates dial, the click nine dial is plasticity uh eight speed plasticity 10 attack with incapacitate 
16 defense with toughness, and then 2 damage with empower. So uh, they also have the Underworld and X-Men team abilities, so that's pretty decent. Um, But yeah, I I think the empower being able to stack is pretty solid. I'm only giving them a 4 because I like the other, the older version better. This is a much cheaper version, and while you can play multiples at 40 points... um, Oh, I'm sorry. He also has a 10-point line. So the 40-point line is a full five clicks. The 10-point line is just the last two, which is that Steel Energy and Close Combat Expert combo. Uh, The thing I don't like about that is three damage just kills him and you don't make any dupes. Um, Your opponent, I don't really know what his utility at 10 points is other than just filling out one of his keywords as like a little filler piece. Uh, But... For 10 points, he still has like a decent amount of stuff going on. He's just pretty easy to be KO'd without making the duplicates, and that's the most sure. interesting part of him for me. Um, I think he's a really solid piece to build around. Uh, you know, he works with Krakoan Revival. He does all kinds of stuff. I guess 10 points you could, let's see, takes damage during your opponent's turn after resolutions generate so yeah, I guess with Krakoan Revival, you could play him at 10 points and make dupes that way. Uh, but you are feeding your opponent 10 points plus another 10 for the bystander uh, each additional time. So yeah, that could stack up really bad if you're playing him at 10 points. But yeah, that's multiple, man. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Sentinel. Uh, he's 25 points. He's got six range, two targets, and he is a giant. Uh, I think this dude is awesome. I, I, well, let me get into him a little bit more. He's got armor robot sentinel, which aren't great keywords for him. Uh, sidestep, full dial, sidestep, three clicks long, full dial, incapacitate, top dial, toughness, and then, uh, sorry, excuse me, bottom dial, toughness, top dial, invulnerability, which is really awesome. He's a uh, 10 speed. Even as just like a carry figure, he can get you 12 squares in sealed, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, so I really, really dig that. Real solid. Yeah. Um, he's also sideline active, so if you don't want to uh, break theme and sealed, you can just have him on the sideline. So during an opponent's turn, uh, if they hit with three attacks or two attacks made by characters with the X-Men keyword, then you can uh, bring this guy in, uh, click one on your starting area, which is kind of neat. So it's pretty cool. That's um, most likely going to happen in sealed. Uh, like Calder said, X-Men's the most yeah. prevalent keyword, so two attacks made by character it doesn't say two attacks that hit uh it's just two attacks well does that work because it it says or it says if they hit with three attacks or two attacks made maybe you do have to i would say it still hits yeah, yeah. Still think you gotta hit yeah but still only two attacks is way easier to see happen in sealed so, and then his uh, second trait is also interesting. Uh, when Sentinel is KO'd, instead of putting it in your KO area, instead turn them to their starting line and add them to your sideline, showing that truly sideline and when a character is KO'd, uh, they do go to two different places. I know I've had people um, play in a game where if they have someone that can, you know, on leadership, bring in a Sentinel or something, right? They would just have two or three but if they died, they just put them back on their sideline, showing uh, truly that your sideline and your KO area are definitely two different places. So yes. interesting. It kind of scares me a little bit, uh, but okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. But no, this guy's awesome. I, I would give him a five, just straight up. Um, he's it's a also... solid sideline active person in competitive, and I think he's just great in sealed. So yeah, yeah I think he's awesome. It's a cool 25 sculpt. points. It's a cool generic to get a couple of. Uh, it's fun to run scenarios with. Um, has competitive aspects to it. And I mean, if there's something more casual than running a bunch of Sentinels against the X-Men, I don't really know what there is, you know? So of course right. it's a really good casual piece. Um, next up, Shi'ar Soldier, number 009 in the set, 20 points, six range, one lightning bolt. Starts with running shot and toughness with a 10 for two. Goes to sidestep with a 9 for 2, but gains uh, energy shield deflection and empower. And then the last click is the exact same. So three clicks long for 20 points. Not a lot happening with this guy. Uh, not on their own, I should say. Only has mm -hmm. the Shi'ar and Soldier keyword. Um, but they do have one trait. It's for the Empire. Power, generate a Shi'ar flag light object. Uh, so you can generate light objects, not the greatest thing in the world as a power action, not really something you want to waste a ton of actions doing, but there are other Shi'ar characters in this set that either help these guys in particular or work off of the Shi'ar flag light objects they make. So a good option to have around um, that late dial sidestep uh, combined with toughness so toughness means if your opponent's hitting you for three you're surviving and then you've got a sidestep in power that's okay um, I'm gonna say this guy on his own just this dial probably a one he's not bringing anything to the table on his own in sealed or constructed if you're playing a Shi'ar team and you're getting the additional bonuses from the flags he's probably like a three um He's fodder, you know, he's he's just something that's... He's a soldier. He's a foot soldier guy. Uh, the sculpt is forgettable, to say the least. Uh, I don't know. It's not anything amazing. It's just... Yeah. If he sucks, he sucks. Uh, yeah. No offense, but we kind of do our only through the commons here, so let's speed it up. Uh, yeah. They suck, they suck. They suffer from sucking. Uh, Raza here sucks. Another 35-point character with running shot, uh, 11 attack, 3 damage. I think it's fine. Uh, in sealed, it's like, okay. It's 11 attack, 3 damage, sure. Uh, Competitive-wise... Not good, casual. If you're playing Star Jammers, go for it. Uh, sealed, he's fine. He does have Salvage, which can potentially, you know, give him some bonuses, which is all right. But yeah, no, nah, Raz is bad. Yeah, I would say sealed only for that guy. Um, yeah. What are you thinking? One out of five for Raza? Uh yeah, like two. Two's eleven fine, for yeah. three isn't. Eleven, 11 for, for three, three isn't the worst. That's yeah. good and sealed with move and attack. Yeah, uh, I just hate seeing running shot blades. That's that that's weird. My brain. Uh, next up is impulse. Six range, two lightning bolts. Starts with running shot pensai. Uh, eleven for three top dial. Uh, goes to another click of it with a ten for three. So it's uh, forty points for impulse here. Pretty solid little tertiary attacker. Uh, only interesting thing, so after the pen side clicks, it goes to three clicks of sidestep with energy explosion. Attack drops to two nines and then to a ten on the last click. Uh, and then on the clicks with nine, also adding insult to injury, two damage instead of three, but you've got energy explosion, so 
I guess who knows what you're doing with him. Five clicks deep. The only interesting thing is the containment suit ruptured defense power. No damage power to speak of, but the defense power of the entire dial is energy shield deflection with toughness, and then when impulse takes damage from an attack after resolutions, deal an adjacent opposing character one pen damage. So I really want to like this guy for 40 points, but he's range-based his entire dial with the ESD and the running shot and energy explosion. Like All the powers on his dial are pretty much range-based. And then it gives you this cool power that protects you. Well, doesn't protect you, but it's basically mystics for adjacent opposing characters. So I guess if they charge in and hit him. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like three out of five because this isn't a character that we've gotten in a like I don't I don't even know the last time we got impulse, but it's a cool character design. It's something you can build around pretty easily, and it is a really solid top dial in sealed. He's got flight, so he's carrying people. He's got decent pen damage. Um, and then I guess if you only need it as a tie-up piece, it also has that like basically mystics for close attacks, which mm-hmm. is okay. Burning shot pen blast, though. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze no, at. For sure. Uh then we have the Smasher. Ah, man, this is really rough. Full dial of sidestep, full dial of toughness, full dial of close combat expert. At 100 points, uh, we got a 7 speed, 11 attack, 17 defense, 3 damage. So he'll be at 12 for 4 with close combat expert. He's got a trait uh, free. Choose one of the listed powers to use this turn, and then you roll a d6. If you get a 5 or 6, you get to choose another one. So let's just say you're always choosing charge. So then he has a six square reach with charge and it'll be a 12 for four, which isn't isn't bad. Um, but for 100 points, yeah, man, yikes. Uh, and only having a 17 toughness is really bad. Um, and then once you get down and dirty and up close or if you get lucky, you know, you could choose a flurry, in which case he's injured points back if he can charge flurry. Uh, 12 for 4, I would say. That's pretty solid uh, if you get lucky. He also has Quake, Poison, Exploit, Weakness, and Empower. So once again, he's another one of the few people that can do penetrating damage. Uh, I think in a Battle Royale, absolutely pick this guy. If there's nothing really else better in your booster, that's pretty solid, uh, honestly. Yeah, on the 100-point line. Nine clicks yeah. on the 100-point line, yeah. I would say in Sealed... I don't think this guy is going to be uh, competitive at all or see much play. Casual, I think he'll be fun and everything. So I think at his 30, at his 100-point line, he's like a 2. Like, if you really have nothing better to play, then sure, go for it. Um, I think at his 30-point line, where he's got similar stats for 70 points less, you know, he's an 11 for 3 with close, you know, when he gets close, um, with uh, with only a 5-square reach with charge this time with his sidestep. Uh, I'd say he's like a three. It's not, he's just yeah. 30 points, three clicks of life. He's just not great. He's not, not breaking great. any kind of mold, but he no. also, he's one of those characters that suffers from the uh, less is more syndrome that WizKids gives these characters, which is yeah. if you play three of him at 30 points, bringing your total to 90 points, it decimates the 100 point version because you, know, you could have. You'd have uh, two of them pick charge, yep. one of them pick empower, and then you've got, you know, 11s for four twice against 
you know the one character that can what pick flurry mm-hmm. next turn i don't know um yeah that's pretty bad next up is colossus number zero one three in the set uh Colossus has two point lines, 75 and 50. 75 starting with a fairly Colossus-looking dial, which is Charge Quake for the first two clicks. Uh, 11 attacks, 10 speed on both of those. X-Men team ability. Special defense power the whole dial, starting with an 18 on either starting line. It's an 18. Uh, And then the top dial, you've got two clicks of Empower, uh, with click one being four damage and then three damage the rest of the dial. Uh, click f- uh, the 50 point line, which is click three, a little bit more interesting. Um, and by interesting, I mean kind of bad. Uh, so on click three, he's got charge blades, special defense power, and three damage. And then it goes to the weirdest combination slash. Um, might as well not even have a listed power here because literally blades is only good on this one click here because on clicks yeah. four five and six you have close combat expert which is a static multi mod, uh, static modifier so he's an 11 for four and the way that blades is worded if you roll less than your printed damage value it's your printed damage value minus one so mm-hmm while he's an 11 for 4 if you roll blades you could possibly do 2 there's like a 50 50 chance that you'll do 3 so 50 50 chance that you'll do less than what you normally do so it's just not really worth taking the risk on those clicks um does have improved movement through blocking not sure how much barriers in this set but always a decent uh, mm-hmm. destroys blocking when he moves through it always a decent kind of way to like move through a map and now that hindering doesn't slow down anybody um, a great way to like open up the field and let your other characters in so there's that uh, the special defense power I guess I should say is uh, impervious that's protected outwit and then of course as one of the very first rallies that we saw he has the rally die where when he removes his impervious or when he would roll for impervious before rolling, you can instead remove his rally die and use it as the result. So an auto succeed on his rally. Um, Pretty solid and sealed. Uh, Not the best Colossus we've ever seen. I'm going to say probably two out of five. I don't know. And sealed three out of five because he's got two really solid point values depending on what you need on your team. Uh, one of the few damage boosting powers uh, and then I don't know he's just got solid stats his whole dial either way um, yeah and then I guess the ability to break through blocking is probably the biggest for me in sealed so for 50 points if that's all he's doing it's still a pretty solid option yeah I honestly love the 75 point line on this guy though in sealed and I think you uh, he's definitely a top pick for out of your booster for a battle royale. No, I really like this Colossus. The four damage is just gnarly, so I really, I really dig him. Uh, Brood sucks. One yeah. next. One, not even worth talking about. Not even nope. worth talking about with it's what not. the queen does. Uh, next <laughs> is Blob. Yeah. Blob has zero special anything's, uh, so it's a full dial of sidestep. A full dial of close combat expert, uh, 
mostly full dial of impervious with the last two clicks being regen instead very mediocre stats uh, top four clicks are 10 attack for top two clicks are three damage uh, and then drops to two damage for clicks three through six and then last click is one damage uh, it does have close combat expert so top dial is rocking that 11 for four it's not nothing uh, does have the brotherhood of mutants team ability which is probably going to be great because he'll need high rolls to hit most of the time uh, just kind of a for 50 points this is like a you're either filling out the rest of your team or you just didn't pull well and you just need 50 points of filler because while blob isn't bad he's not seen any play and it's such a fun sculpt it's just irritating yeah it is cool how bad this dial is like i, I don't think it's play, honestly terrible I'd, really. I'd still rather play the xdps it's got so much more flavor and oh yeah for know, sure stuff going on and this i mean he's got decent defense values that's his redeeming factor is a solid defense piece just slow and kind of bad i don't know yeah no um but you know 18 impervious isn't isn't the worst thing in the world like i i do like it for that point yeah. where it'll you know seven in, clicks long you can sealed. make your opponent waste a lot of attacks and sealed for sure yeah i guess it's i might have been a little too hard in sealed yeah in sealed yeah. he's probably one of the better 50 point options uh, just because he also does have a seven-click long dial for fifty points with regen on the end, mm -hmm. I just it just throws me with how boring he is. Everything else in the set has like a trade or two and a special power. Yeah, and then there's yeah, like no, a blob is, is with a cool Hawaiian shirt. Nothing. He gets nothing. Yeah, give me no detail as to why uh, we he's going on vacation. I don't get yeah. it. Uh, anyways, skinless man, a man with no skin. Uh, he. <laughs> he um, <laughs> He's got a special defense power, which gives him toughness and super senses. He's 30 points. Um, when he uses super senses and succeeds after resolutions, you give an adjacent opposing character an action token. Uh, plasticity, full dial of plasticity, full dial of blades. Uh, in sealed, not not bad, you know, tie up. You know, super senses, toughness, 18 defense, that's cool. Uh, outside of sealed, I don't think this guy sees any play. I'll give him a three for being okay in sealed. Yeah. He might make fun D and D fodder or some sort of, uh, I don't know, just like fodder for making random uh, additions to like characters. I don't know. Yeah, bad, <laughs> just kind of bad. Uh, reminds me of like the Outriders, but slightly worse. Um, yeah, for I yeah. Think the same points. It's one click less. Uh, last of the commons, we're finally reaching the commons and going only to took us commons. 30 minutes hopefully we can do the rest of the set a little faster yeah last of the commons is Sabretooth. he is the normal kind of Sabretooth you'd see bottom dial regen he's got some stealth bottom dial top dial charge with blades uh he's got exploit to go along with that and then he's got flurry in the middle uh yeah, I mean, it's just a generic Sabretooth for 60 points. We've seen him before. The one interesting thing is he's got that Rally die, and as we said in previous episodes, uh, when he uses it, he can replace his Blades, Claws, Fangs roll, except it's not really replacing it. It's choosing to use that before you roll, so it's not like you get the best of, you know, you don't get to roll and see if you keep it. You just have to use the Rally die before you roll. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, top dial, he can deal five pen damage as long as he has one of those rally dies. I'm going to give him, to be honest, I'm just going to give it like a two. While it's a decent choice and sealed, it brings mm-hmm. nothing new to the table in collectability. Uh, the sculpt is kind of decent, but that's mostly because of the terrain. We've had plenty of Sabertooths to choose from. Uh, in Constructed, I don't think he does anything better than previous Sabertooths, um, and his keywords are pretty much the same. So I don't see him seeing a ton of play. If you're new to the game and you don't have a Sabertooth yet, this is like a perfect Sabertooth for you. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. older and you've been playing the game for a long time, like congratulations, you have another Sabertooth that does what all the other Sabertooths do. Right on. Eric the Red, uh, it's just straight up, he is a one in anything and everything. He's just <laughs> yeah. terrible. He has 35 points, five clicks long, no movement attack. You get sidestep on his fourth and fifth click. He has a special speed power, which is mind control. When he uses it, give each hit character an action token. He's got six range, two bolts, but with lack of even sidestep, uh, it's why, why are you playing this guy for any reason? Yeah. Honestly, um, an 11 for two, I guess, but nah, he's not, he's pretty terrible. Although spider ham here says old school mind control returns to Marvel weird. It wasn't benched. So I don't know if you mean it's returning, uh, mind control would have never give action tokens either. Um, it's not like he's taking feedback damage, so I don't know what, what he means by old school, but okay. Uh, but he says, with a side of ketchup, and to that I say ketchup is disgusting, Spider-Ham. Wh- why? Why would you want any figure with a side of ketchup? Uh, yeah, yeah, big negative points on Spider-Ham there. But yeah, no, Eric the Red sucks. Cool name, cool historical value, but yeah. you suck. Not even great and sealed, because he doesn't share a ton of keywords, nope. but yeah, it's a 35-point character you'd have to dedicate a TK to to actually make mm-hmm. it work, and that just seems bad. Uh, next is Cyclops for 45 points, 7 range, slightly higher range than most other figures in the set, which does matter. Being able to outrange your opponent by 1 is important because uh, that gets out of, like, prob range. It's got the Utopia and X-Men keywords, so you can play with all those sweet, sweet Regenesis pieces, finally. Uh Running shot Pensai for the first three clicks, uh, pretty static values, 8, 11, uh, 17 defense for the first two, and then an 18, and then three damage for those first three clicks. Pretty solid uh, for 45 points. Not one of the, like, the range combat attackers I'm going to shy away from. Uh, special damage power is like we practiced X-Men, which is enhancement and leadership. This is one of those uncommons where if you get two, it's really solid because now you've got two dudes that are sticking next to each other, pumping out 11 for four, Pensai. Pretty solid. Decent defense against range. Um, Energy shield the whole dial. So he's at 19s for range and then a 20 in the middle. Last two clicks are sidestep energy explosion with the enhancement, no leadership. And then also... Uh, 17 defense and 16 on the last click x-men team ability and then of course the rally die which is when a friendly character uses the x-men team ability before rolling the d6 you may instead remove cyclops's rally die to use it as the result the problem with this is you have to pick which character you give the rally die to and in no place am i putting a rally die on this guy 
rather than one of my other ones. Because um, this this is like assuming I'm going to waste an action on my turn to heal somebody that I don't even know if they'll still be alive because this could have been like my, my opponent's first attack where I got this rally die. This is probably one of like my right. least favorite rally die abilities. Um, I'm going to give this guy a two. He's real solid and sealed. He is a somewhat definitive kind of Cyclops. He's a leader. He's got enhancement. He's got running shot Pensai. He's got ESD. Fairly Cyclopsy. Pretty good Cyclops. Problem is we've got uh, plenty of better ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Silver Samurai here clocking in at 65 points. Uh, stealth, Blades, Combat Reflexes, and Exploit Weakness. Uh he does have traded phasing, and when he uses it, it moves five squares or less. After resolutions, he may make a close attack. So he has phasing uh, charge, basically, traded through his entire dial, which is not bad. Um, in sealed slash battle royale formats, if you know we can keep him stealthed, because like I said, there's not a ton of figures that uh, get around stealth in this set. Uh, I would say he's a solid three. Uh, for us, but his keywords are terrible for sealed, so it's gonna make him very skippable. Uh, for anything else, he just ain't good. Uh, he's definitely not gonna see competitive play, but he could see some fun casual play on a Hydra or Hand theme team. However, too many Batmans here says we need a robotic cyborg giant silver samurai like the one we had in the Wolverine movie. Uh, yes. You know, Simeon, the that acclaimed amazing masterpiece. Movie. Right. <laughs> he said that character was awesome and a significant opponent to Logan. Oh I, w I guess it was the the final boss fight so sure a significant yeah. opponent you yeah, know who else a was quick a significant time event. Yeah. opponent yeah the final boss fight oh, that had a gosh. quick time event instead of anything interesting yep <laughs> um i um, want to get man. off topic with that movie though <laughs> uh, i agree i can't believe this... i've never heard someone say something so nice about a character a terrible character about from a terrible movie, movie. Oh. yeah it blows my mind so many things i disliked about <laughs> that it was a lot of really good parts but a lot of even worse parts um oh it's more i bad. will say it's the more sculpt bad. is cool and we haven't had silver samurai in a hot second so i like that i'll probably try and pick one up but yeah nothing in the way of a dial that i actually want to play yeah um, next up is arc light so assassin femizons hellions marauders and soldier although most notably from the marauders for 50 points you get a charge piece six clicks long you get a charge piece with the same attack power the entire dial and that is shockwave slam which gives her quake when arc light hits a single opposing character with a close attack or uses close destroy after resolutions she can use quake as free i really like mm -hmm. that because uh it just it gives you a lot of options so hitting a single opposing character you can charge punch and then quake even if you're still just quaking the same person, it's fine. You're only dealing two damage when you use quake, but um, maybe that's like the worst part of it is you can't do like a single target quake now. Uh, but yeah, three clicks of charge, three clicks of invulnerability goes on to toughness with sidestep. Pretty mediocre values defensively, 17s and 16s. Bottom dial, you get close combat expert. So now it's do I want to deal three damage or... Am I using Quake? Uh, either way, you've got a printed two, but with Quake, you're dealing two either way. Um, 
I don't know, decent 50-point sealed piece. Have You have a rally die, of course. Uh, opposing attack rolls when Arclight uses Quake. She may replace a die in the attack roll with her rally die. It's just going to make it easier to hit. You're not going to be able to crit hit or anything like that, but it makes it a little bit easier, and it activates at any point when she uses Quake. So whether you charge Quake, uh, hit a single opposing character, and then free Quake afterwards or whatever you're doing, um, I do like that not only can you destroy... You can use a close destroy and then also attack as free. So you have a little bit of utility where you can like blow up a piece of blocking and then attack somebody as well. Um, not the best 50-point piece in the set by a lot. So I'm going to say a two. Uh, I do okay. like the keywords, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, next up, Mystique. She may have uh, two keywords, Brotherhood and X-Men, that are the uh, majority of this set, but she is terrible. She has Stealth Blades, Combat Reflexes, Top Dial. Her rally uh, gives her Super Senses, and then she can use her rally die to just auto-succeed Super Senses on a five. Um, but man, ah, uh, she bad. No movement attack. Um, she gets some sidestep with Pen Blast and Close Combat Expert later. Uh, but no, this Mystique is, I would say, terrible in sealed, competitive, uh, and casual. I will give her a one because she is just boring. Yeah. it's At best, it's a tie-up piece, which mm -hmm. is not what I want yep. to be pulling in a booster. And I never want a 40-point piece to be like tie up only uh next up is long shot for 50 points you've got six range triple target uh you've got running shot incapacitate which not the greatest but with triple target pretty decent um you have a special damage power the entire dial that is born lucky i guess probability control when long shot is the target of an attack he may use it regardless of range and line of fire pretty solid um Although, if like someone has improved targeting, that's pretty much the only time it's going to be useful, or if he's getting outranged. For 50 points in sealed, having prob for 50 is always an awesome option. Uh, three damage to the top three clicks with incapacitate means you're either trying to hit one character for three, or you're trying to action up three characters. Neither are bad options, but they're not great. Uh, the 11 attack is pretty solid for 50 points. Energy shield deflection for the first three clicks, making him pretty hard to hit top dial. And then the last two clicks are sidestep, sidestep blades uh, and super senses. 10 attack blades and then 18 and 17 super senses uh, with two damage and that special damage power. The rally die is maybe more interesting on this dude. So he not only has prob his entire dial, he also has... Uh, when he makes an attack, you may replace a die in the attack roll with his rally die. Uh, and then his rolls of 5-5 five, five are critical hits. So mm. this makes his top Better. dial way, way more garbage because you're probably in-capping. And then if you crit hit, you're not, you know, if you roll a 5-5 five, five while in-capping, you're not going to increase anything. You just automatically succeed with the hit, so I guess that's fine. Well, to be fair, to... since it's since it's passive, uh, you can choose to give action tokens instead that's of dealing true. normal damage. That's so true, it's yeah. not that bad. Yeah, get, yeah, to change, I guess. Um, you get that choice now. It, yeah, and then comboing it with blades is pretty solid. Um, yeah, 
I the sculpt is a little boring. I'm gonna give this guy a three out of five because we don't see a lot of long shots, and he is a really good asset and sealed. I don't see him replacing anything on most competitive builds, but casually, he's got all the right flavor and all the right stuff for a casual long shot. So if that's a team you're making, he fits the bill for that. Right on. Next up is Moira McTaggart. For 20 points in the X-Men keyword, she's already awesome just to be point filler. Um, she also gives you stealth, so there's some blocking there. She is a 16 with super senses. She's four clicks long. Uh, some sidestep in the middle. She also Her rally is when she removes a rally die, you get a heal and adjacent friendly character. Uh, sorry, just two heal and adjacent character, two clicks. So that's pretty awesome. As far as rally goes, it's really that's really cool. Um, and then her special damage power and whether or not she is good is kind of based on who the best person with rally is, but it's uh, given adjacent friendly character, the X-Men keyword, a rally die. So this will automatically, you know, if you have, you know, uh, Colossus, you can instantly give him a succeed on impervious. Same thing with Wolverine, a big regen roll with, uh, I guess, Sabretooth is brotherhood, sadly, right? So we can't give it to him. Yeah, darn, that would be really gnarly. Just a straight up 12-5 exploit right away. But anyways... Uh, Moira, to, to me, I want to say she will be competitive depending on who is the best X-Men figure with a rally that's really going to change the swing of the game. None come to mind instantly. I think for Sealed, you definitely choose her just no matter what for 20 points for being an X-Men and giving you an automatic rally die is just really good. Even if that's all she does is power action to give you rally die, that gives you control over the flow of the game, which is incredibly huge. So I I would say Moira is a five in casual and sealed. And then depending on what uh, what the best combination, someone might be able to find some crazy wacky combination with rally dice. She sure might be a four or something like that. Or well, I mean, being competitive. Yeah. So if you pull that Marvel girl, um, this Moira can power action to give you like a double TK essentially. Not great, right. but I mean that's a combined fifty points of your. And that's possible a pretty possible seal pull. Uh, she also has the X Men team ability, so for twenty points, being able to heal people with that is it's not bad. Um, yeah, I agree. She's she's interesting enough for twenty points that I'm I'm not sure where she quite fits yet. Uh, next up is Banshee. So keeping on the trend of decent ranged attackers in this set, he comes in at 75 or 45 points. Uh, the 45-point line starts on click four. It's the last click of a running shot, which he has for his first four clicks. He has pen Psy the entire dial, going between 11s and 10s, um, kind of sporadically. The first four clicks also have ESD, and then the last three clicks are sidestep and toughness with 16s for the toughness. His ESD is 17s. And then, uh, yeah, it goes 11, 10, 11. Um, and then also on the 45-point line, you're starting with a 10 attack. So it goes 10, 11, 10, 11 for his last four. Uh, but six range, triple target, pretty solid for a guy that's dishing out three to four damage because his entire dial is three damage. His last click is four. 
pretty awesome for 75 points. Uh, even better for 45 if you don't get one shot, which in this set you could, just not super likely. Um, then the only other interesting thing is the rally die. Uh, as always, when Banshee uses Penetrating Psychic Blast, you may replace a die in the attack roll with his rally die. Not a bad option if you really need to hit a Pensai. Uh, you know, you've got triple target. Giving him a five that he can replace a die with is pretty useful. Uh, again, it's hard to... The rally is really hard because except for using Moira there, uh, you're getting on... In this entire set, you're getting these rally dies on your opponent's turn. So if I give Banshee here the rally die and they're like, oh, now he's got a rally die. And then my opponent uses their last like two actions to KO Banshee. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's. Uh, I'll give him a... Because of the sculpt being unique and new, the triple target six range being a really solid uh, secondary attacker or tertiary attacker at 45. Um, either way that you like play his points, really solid dial and sealed. I'll say he's a three out of five. Um, he's one that I will probably add to my collection, but I'm not going to be like over the moon that they made this particular Banshee. Sure. All right. Uh, we have Polaris now in sealed being a uh, X-Men character with sidestep TK and six range. Pretty solid for 35 points. Honestly, I think she's a great sealed pick in casual. She's fine for your teams in competitive. Uh, there are better X-Men TKers out there. Her rally is just not good. I don't think knockback is worth it anymore. Even if you can mess up your opponent's master positioning or whatever you think you're going to do with this. It's just one of the worst rally choices. Yeah. But I would give her a very solid three uh, in sealed. Uh, maybe even a four if you really need that TK. So, yeah, I mean, just sidestep TK is very good. Yeah. It's very good. So, yeah. Yeah, the knock, if there's still knockback damage or, I mean, you can, you can knock back the opposing character towards you, but... I mean, this this Polaris also nah. has to be in line of fire nah. to do that. So to, to use a rally die on it, I yeah, nah, I don't that's think the so. thing is, your rally dies are going to come sparingly, and you have to pick ahead of time. So are you really going to see your opponent hit one of your characters? Most likely, hit one of your characters, and then give it to Polaris over one of your like offensive pieces. Um, who knows? Uh, next up is Magneto. Um, this one and the next one, both five out of five. Uh, not only do I love this pose, but uh, it's a very simple, very Magneto dial. 40 points, six range, two lightning bolts, Brotherhood of Mutants. He's got Acolytes, Brotherhood of Mutants, and Hellfire Club keywords. And then to go along with those keywords, he, of course, has the recruiting soldiers and a war for mutant supremacy. At the beginning of the game, you may replace up to five friendly characters with the same number of characters from your sideline on their starting clicks. All replacement and replaced characters must have Brotherhood of Mutants, Acolytes, or Hellfire Club keywords and different names. Uh, the total points of re the replacement characters can't exceed the total points of the replaced characters. Uh, this works just like the Sue wife swap, except it's better because you have three keywords to choose from, and you've got a much larger backlog of characters to choose from. Um, yeah, 
Uh, so is actual dial, sidestep the whole dial. First two clicks are TK uh, for attack, and then he's got a special de uh, defense power his whole dial. His entire leadership damage slot for the all four clicks is leadership. So he's bringing you a leadership. He's bringing you a sidestep TK. He's bringing you a taxi piece with his flight. His last two clicks are energy explosion with an 11 and a 10. He's not a bad attacker. And since he's kind of a throwaway piece, since you're mostly using him for his trait, that's not bad either. And then to go along with all of that, he also has his defense power, his whole dial, which is barrier energy shield deflection, and then friendly characters with a shared keyword within range and line of fire can use energy shield deflection, which is pretty big. Because, um, yeah, six range and then line of fire giving ESD out. Pretty solid little dude here for 40 points. Um, like I said, five out of five. I don't... He's not like the craziest Magneto we've ever seen, but he's such a good utility piece that even Utility, if I yeah. didn't care about Magneto as a character, which I do, but if I didn't, he still brings enough to the table where I'd consider playing him. Uh, Professor X does the same thing uh, for only 25 points. He also brings uh, traded leadership and outwit to the game, well, I guess outwit on his top dial, uh, except he does it with Illuminati, Shi'ar, and X-Men. So very solid, very solid. Uh, he can also remove his rally die to automatically succeed at his leadership, which isn't great. But yeah, I mean, this dude's a five in in anything. He's great. I mean, casual, competitive, sealed, a leadership and an outwit figure. Awesome. Combat reflexes, stealth, uh, very solid. This is just walkie legs work, Professor X. So, you know, I dig him. He's, yeah, just like Simeon said with Magneto. He's a five out of five. He's just great. Yeah, both of those. Um, if any figure is necessary to pick up in this set, it's those two. Any two figures, I guess. Uh, next up is Callisto. For 35 points, you get the Underworld team ability. You get three clicks of stealth, an entire dial of blades, uh, decent attack values between 11s and 10s, uh, decent damage values because of blades, and then exploit on the bottom dial. Three clicks of leadership, three clicks of toughness, Bottom clicks are flurry, blades, combat reflexes, and exploit, which is a decent combo if, as long as you're next to somebody. And then Callisto has tra uh, traded empower. This is like a two. Um, the keywords are Excalibur, Hellfire Club, Morlocks, and Ruler. While I really like Callisto as a character, this dial is just kind of it's better than the xdps so maybe in that respect i'll say it's a three out of five but in sealed this figure is probably more of a liability unless you didn't pull another leadership um but the stealth comboed with blades is really hard to not give your opponent the first attack and mm -hmm. the bottom dial like I, this is just one of those characters that's super easy to avoid because it goes from stealth to flurry and nothing in between. So unless you've got some crazy TK stuff going on or your opponent just leaves their character next to you um, in sealed, this is a hard play. In casual, it's a fine figure if you're building Morlocks or uh, like Excalibur or something. Um, mm -hmm. But then, yeah, competitively it's a zero. So I think that brings the total score to like two, two out of five. <laughs> 
Uh, Brew here is kind of middle of the road. He is an outwit figure. He's 40 points, sidestep, full dial of blades, 17's his whole dial, 2 damage his whole dial. Um, he does have a special damage power, which he can choose outwit and modify defense value plus 1, which isn't bad, or exploit weakness and attack plus 1. So he'll be an 11 for 2 with exploit and blades. But he only has sidestep to move around. He is also a tiny character to truck around. So he might not be a terrible sealed pick, but anything else, he's just not that great. Uh, so, you know, 40 point outwitter and sealed can kind of make or break you sometimes. So I'm going to give this guy like a two. He's bad a lot of the time, but I think he, he just might be what you need in a sealed team, especially having the X-Men keyword can help you out. And the Wakanda keyword? I just saw that too. Yeah, that I never. Is... I didn't. They must took a field trip to Wakanda or something. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know what. Why he's got that. I didn't. Yeah, I haven't kept up with Brew. Uh, yeah, he's decent enough and sealed. Um, and I will say this: way better than the previous Brew that we got. Uh, you can fight oh, sure. me on that. I don't even remember him because it was that bad. <laughs> uh, next up is X twenty three coming in with two point values. 80 and 50 points so for 80 points you get seven clicks 50 points you start on click four uh this is an interesting figure because you've got traded toughness and you've got at the beginning of your turn heal x23 one click i feel like x23 always has the heal one click mechanic and never a regen roll um but x23 here has charge and stealth which is a solid combo for 80 points, I feel like you're overpaying what you're getting. Uh, you have no reducers. You've got four clicks of combat reflexes, and then the last three clicks are super senses. No damage power. Uh, blades the entire dial, and then you've got that charge stealth for the first four, and then sidestep for the last three. But for 50 points, if you're, you know, I guess, you know, if this is in your pack when you're doing a battle royal, and it's your highest point figure in the pack, maybe grab it. Um, for 50 points, this is a solid figure to build around. It's got the X-Men, X-Force, Weapon X keywords, Martial Artist, and Assassin. Uh, but for 50 points, a stealth piece that can charge and blades isn't terrible. And then you've got toughness, so you do have a reducer the whole dial. I did say you don't have, you don't have a printed reducer is what I should have said. But, right. Um, toughness at least getting a little bit more longevity out of that dial. Uh, I'll say because I like the sculpt, I'll give this one a three out of five, um, but only because that 50 point option, uh, the 80 point option is just, that's removing it in this set. That's removing a whole other character. And I don't think it's quite worth that. Okay. Next up Corsair here at 45 points, sidestep energy explosion and outwit and toughness top dial. He has toughness, his whole dial He's, once again, uh, one of the few outwit figures in the set. And with not a lot of cosmic energy, this can be pretty big. Unlike Brew, he does have a, a bit better attacking skill since he has Salvage, which can, you know, it's a 50-50 to give him plus one attack. And then uh, on two, on a one and two, you get nothing. And on, on a five or six, he'll also get a plus one damage, which is pretty cool. So, you know... Uh, he'll be an 11, hopefully, most of the time, since it is just a free action when he's next to Hindering to roll for uh, Salvage. But, you know, he's pretty middle of the road, so I'm going to give this guy, you know, like a 2, maybe a 3 in Sealed. 
Uh, casual, competitive, just nah, he's not great. It's not good. Yeah. So, sorry, Chris. I think he's overshadowed by the uh, House of X Corsair who has the For sure. cards. Um, cool sculpt, though. Yeah. Uh, next up is Iceman doing like a rock on hand gesture, I guess. Uh, I'll. Uh, let me just say this. The Uncanny X-Men sculpt is probably one of the best Iceman sculpts that we'll ever get. And they'll probably never make one that's even close to as cool as that one is. Uh, but for 45 points, you get the Defenders and X-Men team ability. Not enough Defenders and Sealed to really make it worthwhile. But it's a cool defense or it's a cool uh, team ability to have for constructed and casual stuff um his whole dial is incapacitate his whole dial is running shot he is a flyer so he's got the taxi potential for your team uh six range two lightning bolts he's got toughness for his first two clicks with 17s uh three damage for his first three clicks and then his last three clicks he has an 18 with barrier real boring dial um mm. very ice manish dial uh, but then you've got the rally die, which is when Iceman makes an attack after resolutions, you may remove his rally die to give each hit character an action token, which is so great when I've got incapacitate. I can double incap people or I can deal damage and give him an action token. There's a Mr. Freeze for like 75 points that did something like that. But um, no, he's fine and sealed. I just, I don't know. With all the other 45-point pieces and, like, similarly priced pieces, I don't like having a character whose main attack is incapacitate. Um, yeah. He can choose just to do, like, the three damage and then remove a rally die. Again, am I giving him a rally die? And that's that's his most interesting thing. So I'll give this guy a two. I, I don't want to give him a one because... He's decent filler. He's got X-Men team ability and Defenders team ability, but man, is he not great. Yeah, it's super vanilla Iceman. Uh, Sebastian Saw, our 100-point uh, uncommon. Will he be better than the 100-point common? Uh, you know, not really. Uh, 100 points, he is a 9-speed stealth, 10 attack with nothing, 17 defense, invulnerability, bench without wit, top dial he does have krakoan revival so he might add some you know give or take i don't love krakoan revival but i think if you have figures that can take out the pogs right away it's not too bad but it's it's still rough i'd advise uh, against it in sealed because yeah i would definitely advise against it it could honestly yeah. just give your opponent the edge they need number one it'll give them more points to in sealed which is a very <laughs> risky thing to do um and then yeah, it could just give them that edge they need to uh, yeah. to take they take you out, man. Eventually, have like a forever turn going on. Yeah, it's bad. Autonomous. Um, his other trait is kinetic absorption. So when he's not on click eleven, spoiler alert, he has a weird click eleven. He's normally eight clicks long, uh, and he takes two or more damage from an attack after resolutions. You note his current click number, and then you turn him to click a number uh, eleven. If he would otherwise be KO'd, he can't turn to click eleven. So that kind of sucks. Uh, also. This isn't like a May. You have to turn him to click 11 whenever you do. Uh, his defense power on click 11 is at the end of your turn. If Sebastian Shaw would be KO'd, uh, return him to... Oh, at the end of your turn, or if he would be KO'd, return him to his most recently noted click number protected pulse wave. So this is uh, this is risky. 
So he's a charge quake exploit. He's a nine attack, sorry, nine speed, 11 attack, four damage. In sealed, yeah, you can turn him to this thing. And this goes for, I guess, any game, as long as they don't have outwit, because that special power is not protected outwit. So it's rough. I mean, you don't really get a choice, I guess. If he takes two or more damage, he's going to go to that click. And if they have outwit, they outwit it and you die. So it's, it can be a very easy 100 points to KO, sadly. Um, yeah, I I would a, super yeah. advise against playing Sebastian he's, he's a double tap with any yeah, any character that does pen damage bad. or any outwit. It's super well, bad. So you do if you, for some reason, this is like the highest point figure you have in your boosters, uh, you've got to be super careful about outwits. You really need to. Otherwise, you're about to lose 100 points, a third of your build like that. I, I would call this guy a one in everything. It's just too risky. It's it's bad. If your opponent doesn't have an outwit, then he's like a three, you know, but it's just I wouldn't play him. Yeah, I wouldn't play him. And while outwits a really solid power, I don't know if it's worth the 100 point cost. Yeah, for his, his first three clicks, other than the fact that he can outwit, you can basically ignore this guy. He's a 10 for three stealth. What's he really doing um, other than outwitting, I guess? And with that, we're out of the uncommons and into the rares. So let's start with Lalandra Naramani, <laughs> something like that. Uh, this is, uh, of course, uh, Professor X's main squeeze bird lady. So six range, one lightning bolt, X-Men team ability, 50 points. Uh, he's got the Imperial Guard, Ruler, Shi'ar, Starjammers, and X-Men keywords. The top dial is running shot for the first three clicks, uh, two tens and a nine with blank attack, and then three clicks of toughness with 17 defense, and three clicks of three damage probability control, going on to sidestep, blades, super senses, and empower for the last two clicks. Uh, the attack values averaging 10, but there's two clicks that are nine, so it's eh. Um, Defense is 17 the whole way through, which is okay. When when the rest of the set has about the same attack values as 17 is not bad. Uh, so only interesting things about this character is in Sealed, it's a 50-point prob piece with decent keywords that you can build around. Uh, you have the trait Star-Crossed Lovers. When adjacent to a character named Professor X, both characters increase their leadership roles by plus one which is pretty solid. Uh, no leadership on the dial to speak of, but there is the Majestrix of the Shi'ar Empire trait, which gives Lalandra leadership mastermind. And then when Lalandra Naramani uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate one of them Shi'ar soldiers we talked about. Uh, as we said, those guys kind of only work if you have these people so maybe not even main forcing them just hoping you succeed on these roles uh, and then a unique modifier friendly characters with the shiar keyword that occupy or adjacent to one or more shiar flight shiar flag light objects modify defense plus one so those light objects are real hard you have to be you have to occupy the square or be adjacent, but it doesn't work if you're holding it. At least I don't believe so. I don't think that's considered in a square, so you can't be adjacent mm -hmm. to something that's held. Um, luckily, there's enough Shi'ar with like sidestep somewhere on their dial where you can like pick it up, sidestep, drop it in the same turn. 
but uh, that's about the only way that works. I'm going to give this lady a two out of five just because I don't particularly like it. Uh, it does have some decent utility in, uh, in sealed um, and constructed. It's not something I'm ever going to play around with. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Shi'ar. It does have that casual aspect. This is probably a better Lalandra than the con- uh, the convention exclusive one, just because. Oh yeah. Casually, it plays way more to like my kind of flavor, but yeah, that's all this one really does. All right, next up, Kid Gladiator here. I uh, I love this guy. So he's running shot, pen blast, impervious. He is a nine eleven eighteen three with six range and flight top dial. He's got six clicks of life he has impervious his entire dial uh no damage power his entire dial and then after his first three clicks of running shot pen blast he goes on to his last three clicks of charge and quake uh i would really advise using whatever probability controls you have in keeping this guy alive or making sure he hits because my confidence is my strength is his trait when kid gladiator hits after resolutions give him a confidence token when kid gladiator takes damage from an attack Remove a confidence token. Uh, so, eh, is what it is. Is what it is, right? See, that's why you don't want him to get hit. Um, and then he modifies his combat value plus one for each confidence token he has. So they stack, ladies and gentlemen. They stack, which is really gnarly. So I really like Kid Gladiator. So he's an 11 for three. If we can keep him hitting, all his combat values go up, which means he will be harder to hit. He can be a 19, or he can be, you know, a 10, 12, 19, four after his first hit. And then, you know, uh, he he caps out at a uh, 12 speed, 14 attack, 21 defense, 6 damage, uh, top dial if he can get those uh, those hits. So I um, it could be a risky play, but either ways, for only 75 points, running shot with Impervious and Pen Blast is awesome. He is, you know, one of the few people that have Pen Blast in the set. I've been keeping track of it and i'll tell you guys how how much penetrating damage is in the set but i i would highly recommend choosing kid gladiator and sealed yeah pretty decent rare uh honestly one of my favorite casual pieces to pick from this set yeah i like him uh next up is hepzaba which we just got one in house of x but here's another one uh three clicks of charge full dial of blades and full dial of senses with no damage power to speak of uh, the salvage trait, so as Calder said, potential to modify attack on a 50-50 and then damage on a 5 and a 6 as well. Um, 6, of course, adding to attack and damage. Um, so it's not a, a bad 40-point piece. Uh, 4 range, 2 lightning bolts. The 2 lightning bolts makes it a better close combat piece than the 4 range making it a ranged combat piece. It'll almost always be attacking close. Uh, and then you've got a trait. This is like the trait that might make it a little bit more special than just a generic close combat thing. So this is Resurrection of Corsair. Once per game, when a friendly character with the Star Jammer's keyword would be KO'd, instead you may turn them to their last non-KO play, then roll a D6 and heal them half the result. If you choose another friendly character for this effect, after resolutions, turn Hepzibah to her last click, Protected Pulse Wave. So if you are building a Star Jammers team, or you have more than one Star Jammers that you pulled, and you think that there's one that's really worth using this on, I think in Constructed this is a lot better than Sealed, but it's decent in either because Hepzibah can use it on herself. Um, 
but yeah, it's just uh, it's a pretty decent. It's like a Cohen revival, but you don't give your opponent points and a bystander. So for that, I'm gonna say this is a four out of five. I prefer this one over the one that we got in House of X, but uh, yes, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think the sculpt's cooler in this one. The problem is it's the whole two gun blades the whole dial thing. Like, why? Yeah, it's bad. It's Always bad. with the two guns. And, and WizKids know this is a problem because on that Deadpool we talked about earlier, yeah. it was like his Blades Claws Fangs was called, I'm going to cut you with my two guns. And it's right. like, yeah, yeah, you sure kind of like giving blades to people with two guns and just guns in general. So just or made those daggers even and it would have made zero range. <laughs> yeah. Something. Who knows? It's, yeah, it's so weird. Um, I guess I think I would say her trade is more like a she gives the living legend to uh oh, to star jam that's fair yeah yeah so yeah i like it i like it uh anyways blink here is bad uh she is 60 points running shot 11 for three uh esd and then uh leadership five range two targets so her range is under the usual she later goes on to some flurry blaze combat reflexes down dial uh her rally's not great it's you can place her or hit character up to five squares away from their current square. It's okay, I guess. Although this is this is one thing that might make Blay uh, Blink sort of interesting, which is phasing teleport. When she uses it, she has passenger three, but only to carry characters that share a named keyword with her, or just share a keyword with her. So uh, I think Blink is like a one. I think she's a really. It sucks if this is your rare in sealed. That really, really sucks for you because normally yeah. you want uh, more of a heavy hitter or something in sealed. Um, and she is not a heavy hitter, nor is she hard to KO. And yeah, in as far as uh, casual building goes, there are just way better X Men carry figures for yeah. years and years on end. So this this yeah, Blink, well, sadly, uh, Clarice here is pretty awful. While a decent taxi in sealed. Um... It's still only eight speed. I mean, it's eight speed with mm -hmm. running shot, so it could just be you know four squares. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, not the best. Next up is Exodus, who only has one point value, and that's ninety five. So, Exodus here also has the Cohen revival, uh, similar to Sebastian Shaw. So seven range, one lightning bolt, X Men team ability. You've got Acolytes, Brotherhood of Mutants, Herald, Marauders, Past, Quiet Council, and X-Men Keywords with Leadership Top Dial, all Silver Powers Top Dial. So you've got 9 Speed, Running Shot, 11 Attack, TK, 18 Invulnerability. And then he goes on to a full dial of Phasing with uh, speed values that slowly ramp up. Uh, full dial of Pensai with uh, an average of 10 Attack two clicks of 11 in the middle and then a special defense power the rest of his dial the last five clicks which is a mortal acolyte this gives him energy shield deflection and then once per turn when a friendly character is healed or turned to their starting click you heal exodus one click which is really good to combo with that x-men team ability because it at worst it negates exodus's damage that he would take and then even better, if he rolls well with X-Men team ability, uh, he doesn't take damage and still heals. So, pretty decent defense value, but you have to be planning on healing characters to really get the full use out of it. Otherwise, it's just ESD. Um, alternatively, it also kicks off with his Krakoan Revival trait, so there's that. Uh, and then he's got the 
other trait, which is overwhelming psionic might. And this gives him mind control traded when Exodus uses it after resolutions, deal a hit character damage equal to Exodus's damage value. And this is probably what makes him, in my opinion, almost worth 95 points in sealed because top dial you have running shot with seven range you can mind control move that character away attack like posing character do whatever you're doing with mind control and then after resolutions you deal that hit character damage equal to exodus's damage value this is how i think mind control should almost always be i think it should be an optional thing because when you get down to one opposing character and all you have on your team offensively is mind control, you should be able to still somehow damage that character. Yeah. And this is a fun way of doing it. But yeah, uh, I'm going to say four out of five. I really like the sculpt. It's not as cool as the two by two base, but yeah, at least this one you can equip stuff to or whatever if you want to. Uh, he can pilot vehicles and whatever. Um, but even more so, this one just does something completely different than the previous one we got from XDPS. And I think he's really solid and sealed. He's bringing you a, a taxi. He's bringing you a TK, a leadership, and then that sweet mind control with seven range. So his full reach and sealed is uh, 12 squares, which is half the map. Pretty solid. All right. Uh, next up is Malice. Uh, I couldn't think of a bigger waste of 45 or potentially 50 points in sealed than this character. Running shot, TK, ESD, and nothing for damage. He's an 8, 10, 17, 3. Yikes. Later goes on to charge with energy, explosion, uh, invulnerability, and probability control for her last three clicks of life. Um, interesting. She does have an optional trait where you can replace her with a character. When she would be KO'd, you can place her with a character of 35 points or less from your sideline on their last Nyan KO click. And if it's named Polaris, they go to click three instead. So I guess you get a you get to cuck your opponent out of 15 points, I guess, when they kill that <laughs> character instead. But like, it's not, it's not good. Um, so yeah, here we are, guys. Uh, Malice, I, I'm going to give her a one for yeah. everything. Power combos are bad. Trade's bad. She bad and a terrible rare to pull in this set. At least it's not a super rare this time around because UXM was yeah. pretty bad as well. Next up is Carmela Unision. Uh, something like that. Um, 50 points. It's an Acolyte. One of the last Acolytes from XDPS that we didn't get. Also has the Armor and Brotherhood of Mutants keywords. Four range with the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability. Uh, three clicks of sidestep that are comboed with penetrating psychic blast and close combat expert. So you're either dealing pen damage or you're boosting your damage and attack by doing close attacks. Top dial. Uh, bottom dial, you have charge with quake, which 10 attacks and then a 9 on the last click. And then you've got two clicks of impervious. Uh, the special defense power for her first three clicks is energy shield deflection and impervious uh, and then Carmela Unishion Anushian I don't know uh, takes a max of one damage from attacks that do not deal pen damage which would be amazing if it, I, I guess it's really great if your opponent doesn't have pen damage the problem is if they do it's like not only do you not get your impervious roll you also don't get the takes max of one so your opponent is either outwitting this or they are always hitting you with pen damage. Um, probably always trying to hit you with pen damage either way, but 
Uh, it seems like her one big utility is easily sidestepped. It's easily like uh, outwitted or gotten rid of in some way. Um, but yeah, not a not a bad attacker for 50 points. She also has the bioelectric charge trait, which is force blast, giant reach of three. So not only does she have four range, she almost has four range for close attacks as well. Uh, but for 50 points, if you don't have a lot else going on in your team, she's a solid secondary attacker. And if you do have a Brotherhood of Mutants team going on, there's that as well. But I'll give it a... Just because it's a cool sculpt, a 3 out of 5. But honestly, even in casual, this character's probably never going to get a, an attack yeah. off. It's probably going to get blasted before any of that top dial sees play. All right. Uh, next up, 35 points, Destiny. Not what we want to see from our rare in a booster being a support figure, but she is one of the better support rares that we have. She is one of the few figures with just straight-up prob on her dial, which is really kind of impressive, honestly. Um, stealth, full dial of Super Senses, really, really low defenses. I think she'd be an all-right sealed pick if you need prob. I wouldn't break theme with her, though. Um and her rally is like, okay, you can break away on a five with her. So um, any any character, which is kind of cool. So that's uh, that's neat, um, but uh, not uh, not good, not good. So uh, I'd give her like a three for sealed if you really need the prob. And then anything else, uh, especially with the new Destiny, she's like a one. Because why would you play her over the new you one? Mean the, the I mean the, card, the legacy, yeah. the legacy card. Excuse the me. I guess this one would for the be. old destiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, next up is Omega Red with an eighty and fifty point line. Uh, this guy is just super disappointing to me. I wanted more out of my Omega Red. It's the alternative to the Prime. At the beginning of the game, uh, first trait is. You see Kotick understands me. When Omega Red starts the game, you generate the Kotick bystander, which is the Tiger Cub, who has sidestep with a nine attack blades. Uh, the, um, not indomitable, the, uh, the opposite facing fist symbol, autonomous, uh, the autonomous symbol, and then a special damage power. Uh, so Kotick is tiny sized, 14 defense, no reducer, no defense power to speak of at all. Uh, their Kotick does have a trait, though. It's Kotick, no, come back. When Kotick is KO'd by an opponent's attack, modify Omega Red's combat values by plus one for the rest of the game. So keep that in mind. Mm. And then Kotick also has Empower. And then as a special uh, damage power, uh, Kotick has Empower. And then also Power. If Kotick is within four squares of an opposing character, place Omega Red adjacent to Kotick, which could be like a full move thing. Uh, you could mm -hmm. theoretically get like Jason Wingard across the map, drop Kotick, do the power action, yank Omega Red from a starting area to a starting area. That is interesting. It's not great though, and I'll get into why. It's because Omega Red is garbage. So um, the other trait is Steel Energy and Giant Reach of Three, which isn't terrible because that's combined with Quake and Incapacitate, which Quake and Incapacitate do combo, I believe. You can quake and attack everyone that's adjacent and give them action tokens except in here adjacency is three squares away so even better but it's combined with his charge and exploit so i'm probably trying to deal damage on this one his bottom dial is flurry so he's got that whole combo of 
uh, Quake, Incap, and Charge exploit for his first four clicks. Then his last three is Flurry, Poison, Invulnerability, and Close Combat Expert. Um, just a real plain, kind of boring, whatever. Uh, he does have Giant Reach and Steel Energy to go with Flurry, so it's not for nothing. He is an 11 on most of those clicks. So, I don't know. This guy's kind of hard to deal with in Sealed, especially, just because he does have a full dial that he can heal from and a full dial where he's kind of dangerous. Uh, I just think until Kotick dies, which I'm probably just going to ignore Kotick if I can, right? I don't want to KO the thing. Um, right. Until Kotick dies, Omega Red is just not a huge threat. His 50-point line starts on click four, which is still, it's the last click of his charge quake in-cap power. Um, at 50 points, he's a pretty solid play in sealed. Uh, I just wanted way more out of Omega Red, to be honest. Uh, this one just kind of disappointed me. Um, I'm going to give him, based on sculpt, I'll give him a 2 out of 5, because it's not the coolest Omega Red that we have. Based on sealed utility, I'll give him like a three to four out of five and then based out of constructed i'm gonna give him like another two so i'll average him out and say like 2.5 so i'll give him a three okay uh the prime omega red is a little bit of a second verse same as the first giant reach three although this guy uh, has traded flurry which is pretty nice uh when he hits all characters modify attack and damage negative one until your next turn. And then he has a special speed power for his first three clicks, which is charge, sidestep, plasticity. He also has a stop click, down dial with combat reflexes. I think uh, this dude will really mess you up in a battle royale. I think in sealed, um, it's not a bad pick either. Charge, flurry, sidestep. So that is going to be a seven square, excuse me, that's a 10 square reach with their giant reach. Um, 11 for three. Blades, you know, with three damage, it's a big, uh, big maybe, big maybe. Um, so yeah, I um, I think if it's sealed, very solid pick, especially with the X Men keyword. I would give him like a four in sealed, but in everything else, he's like a, a two or three ish maybe. Uh, I don't love him outside of sealed. Yeah. So, but not you know really solid pick for sealed, honestly, for the prime Omega Red. It's not one of the better. Uh, rare primes we've seen i should add to the the previous omega red the non-prime another reason i didn't like him that much is his three keywords are assassin soldier and weapon x which are uh soldiers soldier and assassin are okay to build with but am i really going to use him and then weapon x is just really hard to build with and am i ever going to play wolverine on a team with like one of the worst villains he's ever had like someone he would never team up with. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, next up is Mr. Sinister coming in at 85 and 40 points. Mr. Sinister's got a ton going on. So he's got my own clone bodyguard as a trait. During force construction, you may choose a character on your starting force that is less than or equal points to Mr. Sinister's point value to be Mr. Sinister's clone this game. The clone gains all of Mr. Sinister's keywords. His keywords being Hellions, Horsemen, Marauders, and Weapon X. And then he's got a second trait that is Mr. Sinister's dealing a game that don't allow for wild cards. Whenever an opposing character uses the wild card team ability, uh, or not wild card, I guess, team player team ability, after resolutions, deal that character one pen damage. So 
your opponent just basically doesn't get to choose those things unless they have invincible um and then he's got a special damage power for his first four clicks or i believe just his first click on the 40 point line uh that is leadership mastermind outwit when he uses leadership or mastermind the clone is considered to be adjacent if it's within four squares of mr sinister which is great because they have all of his keywords so um He's a good little utility piece. I like him more at 40 than 85, which is how those things usually tend to be. At 85, he starts with Stealth and Pensai. He's got an 18 with Invulnerability for his first two clicks, three damage for his first two clicks. Uh, actually, three damage for his first three clicks, and then he goes down to two for his last three. His last two clicks, he has Outwit instead of that Leadership Mastermind power. Um I don't know. I think 40 is like just negating the entire top dial. I think on the 40 point line, I've got sidestep. I've got Pensai with a 10 attack. I've got five range. So he's not really my main attacker. Anyhow, I've got 17 with invulnerability. And then I've got that leadership mastermind outwit combo with his clone trait and all of the other stuff, his uh, dealing damage to uh, team players I think 40 is the only dial I'm considering. So just assuming that's the only dial that exists, ignoring the other one, this guy's like a 4 out of 5. He's a really fun figure to play with. I like Mr. Sinister. I like building with him. Um, his clone thing, I guess like the one problem with the clone at 40 is they'd have to be 40 or under. Uh, but that's fine if you're using it for like Mastermind fodder. Um, and then, yeah, he's just a solid outwit whatever piece uh i'll give him a four out of five in sealed man in sealed he's not doing a lot because he's got either stealth as his opening speed power or sidestep with a real short dial uh he's still bringing you a leadership outwit so i think that's important enough but yeah i think four out of five solid he's a fun casual piece okay uh, tempo, uh, I would say is competitive without a doubt outside of this set for sealed, uh, being able to automatically, it's like three perplexes for someone's speed, giving someone uh, choose an adjacent character, modify speed plus three or negative three until your next turn. That's pretty huge. Uh, and then also having an entire dial of probability control and then their special attack power, I guess her special attack power for the top or special damage power gives her prob as well as gives adjacent posing characters can't use super senses so i would i would really see this on tons of alpha strike teams with how annoying super senses is right now like wonder woman alone especially oh man if you got a buddy that plays a bunch of amazon stuff i'd start playing tempo man <laughs> like because this is this is gnarly um also a carrying figure themselves with flight full dial of charge full dial of super senses for 35 points uh, in sealed, it is not going to make or break your team that well. It is an X-Men prob with one of the few props. I'm going to give this dude like a three in sealed, but like a five uh, competitively. I, I think for Alpha Strike teams, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah, I really dig tempo. Yeah, you only get the the plus once uh, for one adjacent character, but sometimes like in, uh, in Constructed, that's like something you've already planned on in uh sealed mm -hmm. yeah i agree uh, and, and even in sealed if you're not using this real just solid. to carry someone all the way 
you can still give it to them if they're going to running shot. That gives them a oh, plus yeah. three reach for their running shot or charge or whatever. So that takes the awful smasher, gives him a nine uh, reach as opposed to a six reach. You know, <laughs> she can just make other characters that much better. Like, and in that case, if he has a nine reach and he's a 12 for four, and if he has flurry all of a sudden, then he then he's amazing, right? So, yeah, I think she can really just being able to inflate the reach of your characters is really awesome. And, you know, prob is is great. 35 points. I you got I think if you pull it, you definitely play this figure in sealed unless like a battle royale. And there's a better choice, obviously. But for like a normal two booster sealed, absolutely play this figure. Yeah, it's just so much added to your team for that little point cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Shadow King. Coming in at 100 points or 40. Full dial of phasing, full dial of psychic blast. Uh, almost a full dial. First five clicks of outwit, then no outwit on the last two clicks. Uh, first five clicks have a special defense power, which is, and I will be its king. Um, that goes along with the trait, all that remains, shadow, and I will be its king. That's how it's supposed to be read. But uh, this defense power gives toughness, mastermind but may choose a non-attacking opposing character with a servant token within range to become the target if you do after resolutions remove that character's servant token so we've seen this before where you can mastermind to opposing characters it's pretty solid it's not protected outwit he's not protected outwit but he does have outwit on those clicks so if your opponent's not packing outwit or if they're only packing one and you can get rid of that with shadow king maybe this is a good play um the trait that kicks that whole thing off is mind control when shadow king uses it and hits after resolutions heal him one click and give each hit character a servant token and this is actually pretty solid because he's got eight range with triple bolts now am i playing him at 100 points I don't think so, because at the end of the day, if I don't hit, and he's only got phasing for movement, if I don't hit first, all I have is toughness on those clicks. Uh, While for 40 points, I only get one click of that, but for 40 points, I can add a TK. I can add 60 points of support and TK to make sure that I hit with my triple target 8 range. Uh, Mm. He does see through hindering, so stealth doesn't help opposing characters, and He's one of the few characters in the set that can see through hindering and outwit without having to be adjacent, so that's fine. Uh, Sculpt, pretty solid. Um, Wolverine and the X-Men one is about the same as far as quality. I think that one has a better effect going on behind it. Although they give this guy like a 3 out of 5, I don't think he's a liability in Sealed. I think he's one of those interesting rares where it's not the best thing you can have. Surely wouldn't play it at 100 points. But for 40 points, if he hits a triple target and gives each one of those characters a servant token, he basically, assuming your opponent doesn't have any outwit, he's basically invincible the rest of the game. Um, it's just hard because without any move and attack, you have to TK him around. And then in Constructed, there's enough stuff where you can give him either sidestep, running shot, whatever to combo with that but uh that would be a super casual thing which i actually like so yeah i i think three out of five is fair for that guy nice right on uh next up is the normal beast 60 points x-men defenders team abilities 
10 speed charge, 11 attack, nothing. 18 defense, super senses. 3 damage with close combat expert. And then free, he can remove a rally die from a friendly character, right? And if you do, give a rally die to a different friendly character. So it's already your choice anyways to do who gets a rally die. So I don't know how useful this is unless you want to play some 4D chess with your opponent. Like, ah, I'm going to give this character a rally die seemingly useless so that way you don't attack someone who could be good with a rally die. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what mind games you want to play with Beast here. The only he thing does I have traded is uh, yeah. in future rally die iterations, if there's a like a blue rally, you could remove that and give someone a red rally. Um, but does it still need to be a five, though? I don't know, because it just says remove next a time. rally die from a friendly character if you do give guess, a rally yeah. die. It doesn't really specify. Yeah, maybe. I could... Who knows? So yeah, in the future, this might have a lot more uh, use here. He has traded out wit. Uh, when you remove his rally die here, blech, he gets to use that wit, even if it, he's already used it. So he gets to use it twice, pretty much, which is really good. Um, 60 points, close common expert, so it'll be a 12 for 4, going 5 squares. Uh, very solid, very solid. I would give him a three in sealed. He knows elevated for movements. Uh, very solid in sealed or battle royale pick. Uh, casual, same thing. I'd still give him a three. He's very, very, very solid pick. Uh, competitive will not will not see competitive play unless there's some really wacky stuff with rally dies. But even yeah. then, sixty points just for the main rally die focus is uh, is a bit much. If he had another point value starting on like click three. Oh, yeah. It'd be different, but yeah. Yeah, then we're talking. 30 points on click three or whatever, yeah. Uh, next up is the Prime Dark Beast. So uh, the Prime to the one we were just talking about. Uh, for 70 points, 10 points more. This guy's got a bunch of stuff going on, and I'm probably not the best to rate him because it's kind of weird. But uh, first three clicks are charge blades with super senses. Clicks two through five, so mid-dial is outwit on the damage slot. Uh, last mm. three clicks are plasticity, poison, super senses. So 11 attacks, top dial, and then 10 attacks for the last three. Uh, three damage for the first three clicks, two damage for the last three. Uh, none of these are the why you're going to play him, really, though. He does ignore elevated, which is solid. Uh, he's got Age of Apocalypse, Dark X-Men, Exiles, Monster, Morlocks, Scientist, and X-Men keywords. So he fits on all of those pretty decent teams. Uh, but his big thing is he's got two traits. Take this one to the breeding pits. During forest construction, you may add a character to... Oh, may add a character on a starting line of 50 points or less to your sideline, and it becomes an experiment. Dark Beast starts the game with a research token. When Dark Beast hits, give him a research token. And then his second trait is you show potential free. Choose an adjacent character for each of Dark Beast's research tokens. Choose a standard power displayed on the experiment's starting click. Until your next turn, the chosen character can use the chosen powers. This is pretty decent. I don't know if it's 70 points build around kind of decent. But the ability, I mean, 50 points, you have every power under the sun for 50 points and hero clicks um 
so you know you you'd have to pick a character that has the ones that you're looking for are you looking for like big defense boosts are you looking for some offensive stuff are you looking to combo like exploit or pensai with some power someone already has maybe give somebody move an attack so like shadow king there i could give him running shot with this dark beast there's a lot of possibilities uh and it's not relegated to just speed or attack it's you know damage defense uh so there's just a ton of utility i'm gonna give this guy a four out of five i don't think he really does a whole lot in sealed outside of just being a slightly inflated uh close attacker the outwit poison combo is fun uh in casual this guy will be awesome because there's so much golden age stuff that you can pull from to like have a really fun dial uh, and then in Constructed, I think that he has a place. I'm not the one that'll be looking for it. It's not really my style to try and combo like weird powers. I like to have more straightforward battles. Um, but yeah. I, I just I, think 70 points is a lot, man. It is. Like, the problem that's the is only thing he has that to be keeps me from seeing. Yeah, and he's got to be main force. It's just tough. But with like an alpha strike, if you're already and that here's the thing is it's like a very utility thing uh just like that professor x and magneto so you have a character on your sideline um like you could there's characters with exploit and pensai on their dial so you could assumedly have one of those on your sideline and then like rotate between whichever power you give out uh i think it's mostly an alpha strike thing I don't see this as like a longevity kind of thing because Dark Beast yeah. can get KO'd pretty easily in most uh, competitive settings. And that's, yeah, that's a huge 70 points. Uh, unless I guess you're rolling with Krakoan Revival and then how do you KO him? Who knows? All right. Uh, yeah, Warstar here. I think, honestly, a solid Battle Royale pick. I think that'd be fine. I think in sealed, also a solid, like an okay pick. Uh, anything else? No, not really. Charge, 12 speed, 11 attack, quake, 18 defense, impervious, 3 damage with probability control, but can only target himself or Bene. Uh, how do we get Bene in the game? Well, he's got a trait. Help, Cecil, help. Free once per game. Generate a Bene bystander. If Bene is KO'd by an opposing attack, Warstar has free make a ranged combat attack. The range value of 6 this game. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, so he'll be able to make a free range attack every single turn with 6 range as long as uh, Bene gets knocked out. His sidestep, super senses, incapacitate, one damage with six range and is a tiny sized character. So not a terrible pog. It sucks that it's when you begin the game. Or no, sorry, it's actually a free once per game. So that's actually not bad. Uh, I think for 75 points, having impervious, and then after that, he'll get a special defense, which is combat reflexes and invulnerability for two clicks. And then the two clicks after that, invulnerability. Um, yeah, I think it's a fine secondary attacker in sealed. So I'd give this guy like a solid three as far as sealed goes. Casual, I think he'll be fun to play. Competitive, not at all. So, but yeah, I think a solid three for this guy, especially in sealed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, something with like hey, an Imperial Guard or Shi'ar or something. Yeah. Next up, Dakin. We've, uh, we've we've talked about him enough. Just yeah, give him a rating. We've talked, we've talked about, about him. <laughs> I think uh, let's, I'm going to go with four out of five. 
Okay. I'd say five out of five, but he's just missing a few things that would make him five out of five. But we've talked about him in previous episodes where we were reviewing parts of this set as it came out. Um, he does some interesting stuff. I don't think he'll be competitive. He just He's just not built like that, but he'll be fun and casual. He might even be like competitive, casual, viable, um, mm-hmm. and then he'll be fine and sealed. Yeah. Uh, next up, Chod here, I think is not as good as Beneath, sadly. It's for the same 75 points, or War Star, I guess. Uh, also a Charge Quake figure with an 18 defense, Impervious. Um, has the salvage trait, which, you know, can up that attack value, up that damage value, not too bad. And then the last trait is other friendly characters with the Star Jammers keyword can use Mastermind, but only to choose Chod here. Um, not uh, not great, man. Just not yeah. great. So 75 points, if... an all right Battle Royale pick, but... Yeah, the, the Mastermind yeah. thing would be good if he either reduced damage a lot better than he does, or... Mm-hmm if he wasn't, like, one of their better attackers. So why am I going to, like, get rid of one of my better yeah. attackers? Because, um, of course, if, like, they're next to him, you're going to assume they're going to mastermind, so you're going to hit him with, like, Pensai or something. Uh, dolphin symbol does mean some okay protection, but there's better dolphins and stuff out there. Next up yeah. is we're finally to the super rares. Uh, Emperor Vulcan, 110-point dial and 50-point dial. So I'll talk about them as if they're separate dials. The 110-point dial gives you three clicks of running shot, psychic blast, 10 for or 10 speed, 11 attack, uh, four damage on click one, and then three on the clicks two and three, and three clicks of impervious. And then the 50-point dial, which is what comes after that stuff. Starting on click four is charge quake with exploit. He's got exploit the last four clicks. He's got invuln. For clicks four, five, and six, and then regen on click seven. Uh, defense value is going from 18 on click four down to 17s. Mm-hmm. And then his speed value is 11, 11, and then the last two clicks are two tens. Uh, 11 attacks from clicks four to six, where he gets steel energy on click six, and then click seven also steel energy with a 12 attack. Uh, the only real interesting stuff about this guy is his trait. He's got, oh, also 8 range, 1 lightning bolt, cosmic energy. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, One trait, it's leadership mastermind. When Emperor Vulcan uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate a Shi'ar soldier on click 1. And then you have a unique modifier, friendly characters with the Shi'ar keyword that occupy or adjacent to one or more Shi'ar flag light objects, modify attack plus 1. So... It's kind of hard to be next to one of those while repositioning because you have to, you can't just like pick it up and move and then drop it. Uh, but I think he's fine. Uh, I think in sealed, he's one of like your big heavy hitters. Eight range kind of outranges most of the other stuff in this set. Psychic blast for four damage top dial, heavy reducers, cosmic energy. So he's rolling for willpower the entire game. And then he's got that mastermind where he can bring in his own fodder. I think he's a fun casual piece. I don't think he say he makes any kind of meta splash. Uh, the sculpt is okay. It's very okay. Uh, I'll give him a three out of five just because he's got good utility in casual and sealed. Okay, right on. Um, Deathbird here, uh, I think is one of the worst super rares you can pull for your team. Sadly. <laughs> 
uh, running shot with combat reflexes and leadership with a special attack power uh, that gives him free. Uh, choose one to your next turn. Blades, Claws, Fangs, Giant Reach 3, Energy Explosion, or Poison. Uh, oh, very bad. Oh, so bad. So it's a running shot, energy explosion figure, uh, 11 speed, 3 damage, 11 attack, 6 range, flight, uh, uh, like a 2. They also have Mastermind, and they can choose uh, Shi'ar within 4 squares. Um, but man, that uh, that really sucks. She's just bad. I'm giving her like a, a 1, honestly, is garbage. If I could play her last click for like 25 points, I would. Um, sure. because the she it makes people with Shi'ar consider the flag objects within four, and that makes those flag flag objects way easier. But for seventy five points or fifty, either way, I'm not playing it. Uh, next up is Emma Frost. Um, wow, look at this: a printed mind control speed power for seven clicks. Very good. Mm -hmm. uh, so 125 points or 75. Uh, the 75 point line starts on click four. Um, it's pretty much the same dial the whole way, though. So the only difference is top dial. You've got some psychic blast. Otherwise, it's almost a full dial of super senses, except for the last click. The last click is the one outlier. So full dial of mind control, except for click eight. Full dial of super senses, except for click eight. A dial that goes prob, outwit, prob, outwit, the entire dial, out, uh, outwit on click eight. And then we've got two clicks of incapacitate on clicks four and five, which happen to be her cheaper line at 75. You get end cap with mind control instead. Uh, rally die. When Emma Frost uses mind control, you can replace a die in the attack roll with her rally die. It's just die manipulation at that point. And then a trait that's a little help from Cerebra. Free, choose a improved targeting until your next turn. You can use improved targeting, elevated, hindering, blocking, destroys blocking, uh, out of adjacency, or through characters. You may choose an additional improved targeting for each action token on Emma Frost, which mm. only helps for outwit at that point, if you are choosing, like, two or whatever. Um, I guess... I don't know. Yeah, I guess you get to choose two when she has one action token. On her last click, she has a special defense power that is a body made of diamond. Stop impervious, and that's it. Uh, she gets charged on that click, becomes her diamond form without wit. Ten for three. Uh, for 75 points, bad and sealed. Um, if you're paying 75 points for an outwit prob combo, that's a little bit point denial, I guess. Uh, the improved targeting's cool, but without any movement or ability to move an attack, kind of bad. 125, again, maybe a point denial kind of thing. She does have 8 range triple target, but man, it's just really hard to do something with this. Because um, you're essentially going to give your opponent at least one turn where they can attack you. You'll never be able to move up and attack them unless you have some sort of thing that gives her some sort of like uh, running shot or whatever mm. I'm going to give her a 2 out of 5 it's a cool sculpt uh, the improved targeting ability to choose different ones is cool for free uh, stop click is always solid uh, the outwit and prob are much needed in the set it's just over costed on Emma so yeah although I don't I mean I think if you have a TK she'll go up to a 3 
for a sealed team wise, you know. Yeah, and there is so enough TK. In this I, I can team. dig that. Yeah, or there is enough TK in this set. Um, I just hate having no re- like she does have a stop click with the reducer, but for 125 points, my That's opponent rough. can hit me straight through without me doing a whole lot about it. And mm-hmm. she's not a protected outwit or anything, so they could just outwit super senses and blast right through. Not a bad figure. Just uh, next up, hard to uh, play. Now I will call this character Dakin. Uh, this dude <laughs> okay. is fifty points, sidestep, pen blast, toughness, and three damage to the special uh, damage power. Uh, Magister of the Shi'ar Empire, leadership mastermind traded. And uses it, you can make a Shi'ar soldier. Cool, cool, cool. Unique modifier. If you know within range of the uh, whatever Shi'ar flag objects that modify their range value plus one, which is like okay, I guess. Uh, and then trap you in a Macran crystal power make a close attack targeting a single opposing character instead of normal damage deal one penetrating damage and until your next turn the hit character has immune immobile and can't target Deccan unless they are the only character on the force even if this power is lost interesting uh to give someone immune and immobile uh very very curious yeah. strategy it's that's what we want to call great. it yeah i mean i would almost um, call it i don't know bad. i'm gonna give this person for being a if this is your super rare pick uh sucks man i'm sorry also goes down to a 12 defense yeah uh on the last two clicks uh yeah i'm gonna give this dude like a one in everything just bad yeah uh next up blackheart that's a five uh this is another one that yeah. we talked about don't really need to yeah. go into it but he works extremely well with hellfire club guards he also has uh he's got 150 and 75 point line i don't think that you're in sealed you're you're not going to be having a bad time at either point value whichever one you decide to play with two stop clicks with mystics uh ability to generate stuff in casual he's almost too good which means i think he's probably going to slip into the meta in some aspect and in sealed, I think he's so. an auto play at either point value. It just depends on what kind of utility you have to work with him. But yeah, big old five out of five. Next up, old Corvus Rookshire here, a fifty-point charge blades figure for your super rare. Rip oh boy. in peace if this is who you pull, man. Uh, special blades when they use it, apply the following effect based on the D six roll. Uh, one to three, the attack is penetrating. Four through six, once per turn after resolutions, you may make a close combat attack. Uh, it's okay. It can get let you have a, a double tap, which is nifty. It's a neat idea, I suppose. Uh, goes on to some flurry, blades, super senses, and prob on the last three clicks. Uh, man, a bad, a rough 50-point figure. I think casual, fine, fun enough, I suppose. Uh, in sealed, yeah. you're screwed, blued, and tattooed if this is your super rare man. Again, I that sucks. Still uh, competitive now. Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. This one. Give it like a, a two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is Brood Queen. So this character has a lot of stuff going on, but I'll just put it like this. For 100 points... I expect to see a lot more than this, and it's just, especially with characters that do similar stuff in the set. So, uh, Borg Queen, who is also 100 points, infinitely more utility than Brood Queen for 100 points. So, Brood Queen does have cosmic energy, which is one of the few things that is going for it. Special defense power that is toughness. Whenever Brood Queen takes damage after resolutions, you may move 
each friendly character named Brood up to two squares, which is the only way that they're going to be able to ever move an attack is if Brood yeah. takes damage. Great. Already off to a bad start. Uh, they're coming out of the walls is her trait. Leadership mastermind. When Brood Queen uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate a Brood on click one. And then as a power action, you can generate a Brood normally or adjacent to a square of blocking terrain within four squares on click one. Uh, with the first two clicks of stealth, blades, exploit, full dial of exploit, uh, but the first two clicks of stealth, this is another character that's going to have to, to have any utility or use. It's going to have to move next to an opposing character and then wait. And that's just not amazing. Um, casually, sure, this is going to be a super fun piece to play with a Brood Swarm, just like the UXM ones were. Although I think that one might have been my favorite compared to this one uh, between the two. Uh, bottom dial is some steel energy, so it does have some longevity there. But overall, this is not a good sealed pull. This is a easy, easy dial to deal with. If they, I see this on the other team and they didn't pull any brood to go, like even if they did pull brood to give it, like to play with this, this is such an easy dial to deal with. It can't do anything to me until it's like adjacent. So I'll always have the first opening attack against it. Mm -hmm. uh, even when it gets sidestepped, I'll be able to easily outpace it in most circumstances. Um, with a TK, it might be a threat because of the blades exploit, but I'm going to give this thing a two out of five. And that's only because it's a super good casual piece and the sculpt is cool, but in sealed, it's bad. It's a bad waste of a hundred points <laughs> when we've seen some yeah. really cheap, solid stuff. Uh, if you're dedicating a TK to move this thing around instead of like shadow king or emma frost or whatever your other pulls are um yeah it's just gonna it's gonna get completely out actioned and yeah like uncommon cyclops oh, yeah. two uncommon cyclopses take this thing out in two turns quite reliably oof duh. uh next up is angel here another disappointing super rare so Basically, what we're trying to say, guys, is the super rares in this set, there's more bad than good. Uh, it's really rough. So yeah. if you play against someone with a good super rare, they got very lucky because, man, there's so many bad ones. Uh, Warren Worthington III here, he ignores characters for movement. Four, four clicks of charge, two clicks of sidestep, toughness top dial, super senses in the middle, combat reflexes on the end, uh, three damage with empower, 11 attack, 12 speed. Uh, his rally die, he can remove it, and then he can move himself five squares. Eh, he's bad. He's 45 points. I'm going to give this dude a one. Uh, really sucks and sealed, and is just a bland charge figure in casual. So, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Angel. We have much better Angels. Although, for the points, maybe not. But I, I even like the Regenesis Angel, I think, is better than this one. Yeah. And the no-range is interesting when they obviously went with like the archangel design just very strange um next up we have non-prime gladiator gladiator number 059a uh only one point uh only one point value and that's 90 this is one of the super rares you are super okay with pulling uh i mean normally okay with any super rare you pull but in sealed this guy is 
going to wreck some stuff. So for 90, well, hopefully we'll get into it. Uh, don't let his dial fool you because, uh, he is a vampire dial essentially starts on click four. So for 90 points, uh, we'll get into his dial and then I'll tell you what you could potentially get because what's most likely going to happen is you'll only go down dial or slightly up. But starting on click four, you've got running shot Pensai 11 for three with an 18 and impervious. That's probably worth the 90 points already. He also has cosmic energy with six range, which helps. Uh, he has steel energy, but with close or range attacks, when he uses steel energy, he can heal past his starting line, which is the vampire thing I talked about. Um, he also has leadership and close combat expert. So even if he can't use his range, he's rocking at 12 for four close. He goes down to flurry on click six and seven, which is going to be an 11 for, or no, he does not have his close combat expert on those clicks. He loses it. Uh, so he's just going to be a 10 for three on those clicks with 17 invuln. And then he goes down to charge with penetrating psychic blast and exploit. So at least on his last two clicks, he has two ways to deal penetrating damage. His damage has gone down to two, so that's not great. And then he has a 17 toughness and a 16 toughness. If you manage to get the first attack and you heal to click three, then you unlock his special speed power, which is flurry, charge, but do not have speed. That is really good. Really I good. I don't know yeah. if I need to explain that in sealed, but uh, because now you have charge, flurry, and close combat expert on that click so he's a 12 for four and then if you hit both of those flurry attacks you're going to heal to the top dial where you still have that charge flurry but now you've got a printed 12 for five with probability control and a 20 with impervious still cosmic energy um i think in sealed it's going to be one of the easier chances to pull this off for 90 points you'll probably pull a tk uh or if not you'll just body block him so you can get those first two really important uh, turns off with him. In casual, likewise, I think you'll be able to do it. Uh, in constructed, I don't know. Uh, he's got the right keywords. He's got cosmic and soldier that make him pretty easy to work around. He also moves through blocking and destroys it as he does, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I've just never had good experience with vampires in constructed. Your opponent usually yeah. will focus on them or they'll mitigate like them getting to top dial. And to be honest, even in constructed, a 20 defense isn't like impossible to hit. Uh, the 12 for five is really awesome. I wish he had, I wish he had like charge flurry, do not have speed and then had like sidestep as well, or maybe not yeah. sidestep. That might've been too much, but some sort of running shot since he keeps his pen his whole top dial. But yeah, this guy is a, at least a four out of five for me. I really like the pose. That's pretty classic gladiator kind of pose. Um, and yeah, he, he's probably going to be one of the harder figures to get in the set. Maybe mm -hmm. not, but He's going to be one of the ones that I do want to see if yeah. I can get. Next up, Emperor Gladiator. I've talked about him on the show before. He's just a five. I think if you pull him, you play him, and you win in sealed, like, yeah. period, honestly. Uh, I think competitively, I think he's pretty viable. I think he's just awesome. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about Emperor Gladiator. Punch Big five punch, there. He Big probably five. beats the previous one. So, yeah, I uh, Absolutely, yeah. Um, next up is the super rare mystique 
coming in at 105 points for so much less than the last two figures we talked about. Yeah. I don't see how I'd see that point value and ever give this character a decent rating. Uh, but that being said, five range, two lightning bolts, running shot for the top half, sidestep for the bottom half, in cap for the top half, energy explosion for the bottom half. Top half of the dial has impervious, super senses, willpower, and protected outwit. To go along with that, three damage outwit top dial. Bottom dial is leadership, split between three damage and two, and super senses, split between a 17 defense and a 16. Uh, Top dial is 18 defense and 17 defense with that special defense power. Uh, Does have Krakoan Revival, so I think at this point the highest Krakoan Revival piece, um, just slightly edging out Sebastian Shaw. Uh, And then... She has the trait, let me slip into something more comfortable, which gives her stealth, and then she modifies defense plus one for each action token on adjacent opposing characters. So if you can stay in stealth and your opponent is double-actioned, that's actually you know a pretty solid defense value. It's just 105 points of not amazing attacks. Um, again, it's basically something I can avoid. Five range... Sure, she has running shots, so she can like get to me, but she's dealing at most probably about three damage, um, give or take, with the outwit and stuff there. She does have the X-Men team ability and Brotherhood of Mutants. I'm going to give this Raven a two out of five because I expect more out of a super rare. I expect more for 105 points. Um, man, give her like a blades click somewhere in there. The energy explosion and end cap is just... I'm not in love with it. Um, that being said, she can shoot out of adjacency and can she can ignore characters for movement, so she's hard to pin down, but she's essentially... Oh, no, this one doesn't have the rally die. But she's essentially just a 105 points that you're trying to keep your opponent from getting, from scoring. She does have a 55-point line, which starts on click four, so it starts with that running shot end cap power, the last click of that. Um, that's actually a usable dial that I could play casually, but I'm keeping my ranking the same. It's just sure. kind of bad. Uh, next up is Mimic. I actually really like Mimic. So he has no attack powers and no speed powers. Uh, he has toughness, his entire dial with two stop clicks that give him toughness on click three and six when he's at 100 points, so he's uh, seven clicks long. And then he has, on his first four clicks, he has leadership. He's an 11 for four, 18 defense, 12 speed, top dial, Brotherhood of Mutants and X-Men keywords. So this is a really, depending on what you pull, is he good? So if you don't want to break theme, so let me just tell you what his trade is. At the beginning of the game, you give a mimicry token to a character on your sideline with a point cost less or equal to mimic and with the Brotherhood or X-Men keyword. Mimic can use the displayed standard powers on the starting click of the character with his mimicry token. If it was on any click, that'd be really awesome. Starting click is okay. So now we take characters that me and Simeon gave. Yeah, it's really hard to do in sealed. Uh, This is a little rough, but you know, you kind of you can take those characters that are really kind of bad or whatever, like how we said we wouldn't really play Warpath or even Blob. And then, you know, Blob's power set isn't too bad on Mimic when he's a 12 for 5 with sidestep, you know, and, stop clicks, a, yeah. a little, and, and impervious, you know. So, like, that's not too bad, really. So 
It's Mimic is a really depending on what you pull. I think in casual, this is tons of fun. And I think he may have competitive potential, especially at his 45 point line uh, with that stop click on click three. I really like and leadership. So I don't know. I I can't think of a ton of characters who because it's it's only standard powers. So he can't use right. any special powers that grant standard powers. So it's a little tough there. So I think in sealed, depending on what you pull, he can be a four. Um, yeah, but let's yeah. say you don't pull anything good. Let's say you just use this bland dial. You know, he's he'd still be like a two because he's pretty hard to take out with double stop clicks. He at least has leadership. Um, but you will pull some X-Men character to give him some or X-Men or Brotherhood character to give him something. Like I said, there are uh, 60 X-Men and Brotherhood characters in this set. So, yeah. yeah, I think constructed wise, I don't know, maybe a four. He might actually be kind of good in constructed for all I, think, I know. But I think it's real hard him. to pull the right combo and sealed because yeah. you're not only putting a good power set not on your main force, you're like, you know, so you'd, you'd have to pull well enough where you could fill out 300 points and have room on the sideline. And then you'd also have to pull well enough where you don't need those sideline characters or like you you can use mimic to copy them instead of having them main force which if you have enough points yeah there's plenty of decent stuff in this set for mimic to copy and make even better um but that being said yeah he, he shines in casual and constructed pretty well uh mm -hmm. and then we we've got the prime mimic which just like the emperor gladiator pretty easy to play in sealed so this guy works a little bit differently he has a similar absorbing powers kind of trait so his is absorbing powers all around me he can use the displayed standard attack and damage powers of adjacent characters so that's just all adjacent characters that's friendly opposing whatever standard attack and damage powers so he could pick up uh, not shape change because that's not in this set in sealed but he could pick up you know outwit prob whatever uh, from friendlies and stuff. So you don't have to sideline anyone for this one. Um, it is a prime, so it's, of course, going to be like less likely, I guess, probably less likely to pull than the non-prime. Who knows? Sometimes it goes the other way there. Uh, but that being said, in sealed, for 150 points, if you're playing this guy at 150 points, you start with a special speed power that is charge, flurry, and plasticity with 12 speed, 12 attack, 4 damage with uh, close combat expert. So he's a 13 for 5 with charge, flurry, and sealed. It's pretty solid. Um, he also has Pensai top dial and 8 range with 1 lightning bolt. Uh, then he's got, of course, that power that lets him copy a bunch of stuff. So you might even be able to get like a running shot top dial if you copy the right stuff. Uh, he has a rally die. And when you remove Mimic's Rally Die, you can choose a displayed standard power a friendly character within range can use, 8 range. Mimic can use the chosen power this game. It doesn't say, like, mm. until you choose again, so I think as long as you keep giving him Rally Dies, he can keep copying powers permanently. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Uh, and then it also doesn't say within range and line of fire. It's just within range, so he can select these powers from you know, through walls or elevation or whatever. Uh, and then lastly, he does have a 60-point line, 
which starts off similar to his 150. It's just a shorter dial, and instead of impervious, he's got super senses. I'm not going to go into his full dial, but it alternates between close combat expert and exploit, impervious and super senses, and then he's got swaths of no attack power, and then he's got four clicks of pen psi sprinkled throughout, and then he's got three clicks of sidestep where he doesn't have his charge flurry plasticity power. Uh, but I think... I don't know. It's hard to tell Man, sealed if you want to play nuts, 150. Right? That's half I, your build. I feel like I think if you have Moira, you absolutely play him at 150 no matter what. Oh yeah. And honestly, if you don't have much else, you just start why stacking not those rally points. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, That'd be pretty gnarly. Yeah, because you could even copy it has to be let's see. A displayed standard power. So it has to be so you wouldn't be able to copy like Wolverine's regen. But you could pick like another reducer or uh, running shot would probably be the biggest one in sealed for him. I think That'd this guy big, yeah. is fun and casual. Might be a little too good and casual, but he's really fun. Um, he has the Dark X-Men, Excalibur, Jean Grey School for Higher Learning, the Five, and X-Men keywords. Um, I think in sealed, he's a must play. Whether you play him yeah. at 150 or 60 just depends on what else you pulled. Uh, 150 if you didn't pull very well, one or just 60 if you pulled a lot of other good attackers and stuff, and he can be like a backup attacker. Um, but yeah, I I'd say this guy's a five out of five. I don't see him. I would say so. I agree. Not reaching those kind of levels. Uh, next up, and the last super we're going to talk about here is Apocalypse. I like him, but he is a little rough. He's got some give and takes here. So he's Cosmic Energy with Impervious, which is awesome. He's X-Men. He's 7 range, double target. Running Shot for the first 4 clicks. He's 125 points. Pen Blast for the first 2 clicks. Like I said, Impervious for the first 4. A special uh, damage for the first 4, which is Leadership and Outwit. Then later on, he gets some Incapacitate. And then he goes on to 4 clicks of Charge after his 4 clicks of Running Shot. Two random clicks of prob, some exploit, and then some quake. And then after he loses his impervious, he has four clicks of invulnerability mastermind for his special uh, defense. 125, seven range, double target, 12 attack, four damage. Really awesome attacker. Cosmic energy, so he's not going to get outwitted. Really, really awesome. Small bummer here. Adjacent friendly characters or characters of the X Men or Horseman keyword can use steel energy. So that's good, but the problem is that he also yeah. gives your opponents with X-Men steel energy. Which so will be a lot. In a set, which is like almost, which is half the set, um, he'll give them steel energy as well. So if you, you got to kill something, there's no dividing your four damage up. It is, all right, you get nuked for four. Next, four. Yeah, you, you're going to want to kill people. Uh, his rally, you can choose a character that shares a keyword. The chosen character can use Blades, Claws, Fangs this turn. It's probably one of the worst rallies. Uh, it's just bad. Wow. I give you Blades. Neat. Uh, not good. Not a good rally. Um, I think you should play him at 125 points. You just can't play him willy-nilly, and you've got to be pretty smart uh, with choosing your targets, making sure your opponent doesn't get to use that steel energy. Now, giving all of your friendly characters steel energy is awesome that is great but that just comes at a cost uh at 
75 points, he's a running shot in cap piece. I would not play him at 75 because you still get that crippling uh, opposing characters with X-Men can use still energy or horsemen. So I would play him at 125, the big, you know, running shot, pen blast, yeah. 12 for four. 12 for four. Uh, yeah. Pretty important. I think in sealed, man, I'm going to give him a four and he doesn't get a five because of giving other people steel energy and that maybe that should make him a three but i still think being a 12 for four impervious uh protected outwit with cosmic energy who can potentially you know keep going and sealed is is good is really good uh constructed i don't think he's gonna see constructed play yeah not, a not lot. because casual the fun thing. yeah uh, i think he's yeah, actually just got a better time i'm not worrying about that rough. but yes yeah. We've gotten a lot of apocalypses lately. We've got a lot of X-Men to choose from. You have to bring a lot to the table at 125 or even 75 mm -hmm. to be considered. And the combo leadership outwit and steel energy, probably not enough to do it. Um, but yeah, I think he's if he's your super rare, you've, you're going to have a better time than a lot of the other super rares we talked about. Um and at 125, he's probably one of the top figures in the sets in the set for uh, 100-point-plus figures. Not as great as, like, Emperor Gladiator, but that's a super rare prime, so it would have to be real good. Moving on to the chases, we already talked about Weapon Hex. We've got yep. a set with benched, uh, benched Invincible, a figure with Mystics, the ability to hit two stop clicks and then heal off of those stop clicks at the end of your turn. Um, not to mention just really solid attack. And so like the blades where you can place characters away, the hex markers, there's a lot of utility in the 75 point piece. Also a defender that has a click with a 19 defense um, and prob. This, this figure's, uh, I mean, clearly most chases that you pull, you're going to play, but this one is probably the chase you don't want to be going against when you see it. Yeah. Oh, uh, so uh, I guess my rating is, sorry, uh, the rating yeah, would be I mean, four out of five for me. Because um, okay. in Constructed, I don't think it's as good. And Casual, sure. it's really fun, not broken. And then sealed, it's really hard to deal with. So, yeah. Uh, next up, Diamond Patch. Simeon talks about Diamond Patch. Um, I think he's good. I think he is a uh, four out of five. I think you will see. I think people will try to do some competitive play with him. I think he's very solid. Uh, no stealth, no shape change. Printed keywords, not as big of a deal. Um, but still, I think Diamond Patch is great. I'll give him a four out of five for sure. Yeah. Two point values. Easy to play and sealed for sure. Uh, Hellhound. Play, yeah. We never really went through Hellhound, but for 90 points, so keep in mind Diamond Patch and Weapon Hex were uh, 80 and 75, 75 and 80. respectively. Yeah. Um, so Hellhound has Mystics. 90 points. Starts with Charge, Blades, Exploit, and Toughness for the first three clicks. Goes on to Flurry, Blades, Combat Reflexes, and Prob for four, clicks four and five, and then Plasticity, Poison, Combat Reflexes, and Outwit for clicks six and seven. Um, Hellhound has Steel Energy, but may use it with close or ranged attacks, which range attacks, she does have six range, but no real range combo of powers. And then uh, the trait Contingency Clause, when an opposing character would be dealt damage from Hellhound's Mystics 
Instead, roll a d6 and deal that character penetrating damage equal to half the result, which could be really good. In our last episode, we talked about how most of the time there's not free damage that subverts uh, stop clicks. This would be one of them. You could deal three mystics damage through somebody's stop click and just like right to a KO. So that is like a cool ability. This character is not amazing in sealed for 90 points. Uh, it's still a chase. It's still one of the top, like, I don't know, 75 point and up figures. It's not as good as Weapon Hex. Maybe better than Weapon uh, Diamond Patch. But I think this character is better in Constructed where you can add, like, Stones of Merlin or some heavy reducer. Because without any stop clicks, it, there's no way to really guarantee your opponent just doesn't just, like, double tap it and deal with the Mystics kind of thing. Um but yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a three out of five. It's not a super cool sculpt compared to the other two. I wish there was some more flavor with the sculpt. Uh, casually, it's going to be a fun piece and constructed uh, competitively. I think it might see play, but 90 is just real high. That's real high, and then you have to add other stuff in to make it actually work. Yeah. Uh, Speed Weasel here, another mystic person with uh, charge and exploit. Uh, charge once per turn when Speed Weasel is given a close destroy action. She can use charge as a free action. So that's a, that's a neat idea. So they can charge up, they can destroy something, right, with a close destroy action, and then they can charge again, which just really inflates their speed. So that's a 14-square that's a charge, ignoring elevated uh, to get to somebody, which is pretty solid. It, it'll definitely give you some pretty crazy reach. And then whenever they use blades or super senses, you can place her up to X squares away when X is the result. Full dial of blades, full dial of super senses, full dial of charge. That's special charge, first three clicks. I think in sealed, for the reach, I'm going to give it like a four. Uh, no, I'm going to give it a three for the reach. Sorry. And then in constructed, in meh, you know, casual, I think it's fine. I don't think it'll be competitive. But I think a three in sealed just for the pretty crazy inflated reach you can have. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. 14 squares, although sadly, like you probably won't have any follow up. Um, but for yeah. 60 points, a real solid like 60 point <laughs> attacker. Um, next up is Death Streak, 75 points, team player, six range, two lightning bolts, the shapeshifter speed power that gives plasticity and sidestep. Uh, opposing characters four or more si four or more squares away can't draw lines of fire to Death Streak. It's good. I'll say that. Uh, basically, like a slightly better behind-the-scenes trait uh, with plasticity and sidestep. It is outwittable, though, so there's also that. Uh, special damage power, Deadly Assassin, that gives her outwit. When Death Streak uses it and has zero action tokens, she may choose an additional power. Um, the rest of the dial is blades, blades the whole dial. Uh, bottom dial has stealth instead of that special speed power. Uh, first half is combat reflexes, and then bottom half is super senses. First half is that special damage power outwit, and then potentially using it twice. And then the bottom is just regular outwit. Um, for 75 points and being a chase, this is mostly going to be used as like a really solid outwit piece um it's just it's a shame because the six range puts you within six range to outwit uh if that's what you're using her for 
um, that's putting you within range of their their outwit, their ability to like move within four squares pretty easily. Now uh, you do have sidestep with that sidestep and stealth, or nope, no stealth on the top dial. It's just plasticity. Uh, I don't know. This is a figure. Clearly, you'll have to play it in sealed if you pull it. I don't see how you would get around that. Uh, no keywords that really match anything. Assassin, martial artist, robot, spy, warp world. But I think in sealed, uh, the double outwit potential when combined with a taxi is pretty powerful. You just have to have a good team around it. Um, I'll give it a two out of five in sealed. I think in casual, it's going to see a little bit more play, maybe like a three out of five in casual. And then constructed probably nothing at all to be honest i don't see outwit being that amazing on a 75 point figure where that's essentially all it's doing really um mm -hmm. so probably a one so i'll just say two and two out of five overall for death streak yeah uh Dupool, talked about him before really bad um this person is hard enough to damage where your opponent will be like, it's not even worth my time to damage because he gets better uh, with cosmic energy and then impervious. Why would I even want to damage this person if I can't, you know, easily damage them to tap them or something? And you can't. You have to sink at least three attacks into this person. So they would just ignore him. I mean, it's a it's a prob piece that's never going away. Uh, the placing doesn't really help you that much. Um, honestly, I don't think this figure is going to see much to any play at all because uh, you can't even activate them reliably because they have impervious. So Dupool, I'm going to give a big uh, like two at the very least. They are running shot pen blast, double bolt, sadly one damage. So uh, you can try to do something there. Uh, team player means the best bet you have is going to try to X-Men somebody to deal them damage in sealed. So hey, I'm going to give this person like a two. I don't think they'll see uh, competitive or uh, yeah, competitive play. But yeah, two two in sealed and two for casual. Yeah, I think it's casual rating for me would be a little bit higher. But as far as chases go, it's a little disappointing. Um, and speaking of disappointing, Firebelly is gotta be the worst chase in the set and that's saying a lot because death streak is pretty bad in my opinion uh so Firebelly is half dial sidestep half dial uh plasticity got the animal brotherhood of mutants and warp world keywords 50 points which is its only saving grace is that it's 50 and not higher four range mm -hmm. one lightning bolt underworld and brotherhood of mutants team abilities uh ignores elevated and characters so why do i not like this character so much uh it's got one trait it's called nimble and dangerous when firebelly is given a move action and moves five squares or less after resolutions he may make a ranged attack free place firebelly in an adjacent square so you essentially have a six uh no uh eight square reach because mm -hmm. uh yeah you can sidestep free place and then give him a move action to go five squares and then make a range attack. Um, yeah, four, only yeah. four, only four range. So yeah, it's, it's not bad. You can actually get that's quite, 11. Quite that's a, an 11 square reach. Yeah. Pretty decent. You, reach. You can, yeah. Five square um, sidestep and then place. Yeah. And then his special attack power is energy explosion, poison, and then fire belly deals penetrating damage. And that's it. 
that's the whole thing. Uh, penetrating poison is cool. The ability to like move like he can is pretty cool. His down dial is plasticity, which is good for that pen poison. Sadly, he only has that power on one click with his plasticity. Uh, mm-hmm. And then also, he has combat reflexes for his last three clicks, which isn't super hard to deal with. Nothing about him is super hard to deal with, to be honest. Um, yeah, you can mostly move away from his poison when he finally gets plasticity. It's not pen poison anymore. Um, his energy explosion is probably the only really good part. And then again, he has four range with one lightning bolt with it. So for 50 points, he gets outranged by most commons and uncommons in this set. Uh, I want to say almost all of them. Uh, He's not the worst figure in the set, but I'm still going to give him a two out of five. I think casually he's fine. Uh, If you really liked the character from his like two panel appearance, uh, constructed, He's never going to see play, in my opinion. Uh, Pen Poison is great. If you can't pull it off reliably, I don't think it's going to be played. I don't know. And he just doesn't He doesn't really have like any stacked defense or anything. He's just a normal little dude. And then uh, in Sealed, yeah, I, I guess play him because it's still Pen Damage Energy Explosion. Uh, but you just have to be really careful with it. Yeah. I guess we talked about for uh, Herbert Blackguard. Pretty decent taxi for Underworld. Yeah. I should say that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about this uh, Herbert dude before. He's, you know, in Sealed, he's basically uh, 50 points. Your opponent doesn't want to touch just because of how much Mystics damage he'll take since he only takes one click of damage from attacks at a time. Uh, sadly, he can't be chosen for Masterminds. So there's no way for you to activate him, which really sucks. Um, and he has protected Pulse Wave, which will keep him top dial again, sadly. Um, but I guess it also keeps him from taking more than one damage. But oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulse Wave only deals one. So right. cool, cool, cool. So yeah, I mean, if you can activate him somehow, energy explode him or something, get him on a click two, then he's a prob outwit piece, which I think is actually pretty cool. Um, but for 50 points, if you really need prob, sure, play him in sealed. But I'm going to give this guy like a one in constructed and a two in sealed only because he has prob. But I, yeah. I don't like this dude at all. I don't think he's good. I, yeah, I agree. I don't see how you ever realistically in a timed game, how you ever get him down dial because your opponent's just going to ignore him to the best of their ability. And yeah, in constructed, he's a huge liability because of that mystics where he can force like a retaliation. Granted, he won't die from a retaliation, so maybe he's better than normal mystics, but still. yeah. Um, next up is the ultra chase Deadpool. We talked about him as well. Uh, if you pull him in sealed, congratulations, you got the most expensive piece in the set, most likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's also no slouch in the attack department. He has some eh, kind of okay reducing kind of ability. Um, but mostly he, it's because he has two stop clicks for 200 points, regen, super senses. Depending on what else you pull, um, you also like have to keep track of all of the cake tokens and stuff like that. But depending on what else you pull, you might play him at 100 points. He's still a running shot energy explosion with prob. Top dial, he just has a little bit more damage. But if you pull him and something else that's like over 100 points or close to 100 points or a decent combo, maybe you only play him at 100. Um, I have to give this guy a 5 out of 5 
he'll probably never see competitive play, but ultra chases aren't supposed to. Uh, maybe he will. Who knows? I don't. I guess I don't really know. Maybe he will see competitive play, but um, casually, if you manage to pull one of these, or if you're just a huge Deadpool fan and you buy one, it'll be really fun to show it off. It's a really cool sculpt and a really cool dial. Um, and then sealed, he's no slouch. But yeah, it's just a fun, really fun piece. Uh, one of the few yeah. super fun sculpts we've gotten in a while. Absolutely. No, I totally agree with everything Simeon said. Uh, and with that, we have ended. We've concluded our set review. Although something I just noticed, which is kind of funny, I saw Deadpool had the Avengers keyword. I figured who else in the set has the Avengers keyword? It would be the common Wolverine, the rare non-prime beast, and then this chase Deadpool. Altogether, they equal, they come out to 305 <laughs> points. So even if Perfect. you manage to pull all three characters the avengers keyword in this set you could not play them on a team three. that is so sad oh man beast could have been 55 points wolverine could have been 40 that's so that is so sad that's just like yeah. such a bummer man no thought no thought in anyone's head uh not that that would happen a lot but still that that would have been cool but it, it's not cool instead it's lame but anyways that is it uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Oh, ooh, excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon my pardon my French. Uh, but if you did that, before we uh, almost get close to wrapping up the show, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and see all sorts of fun gameplay videos. We do Thursday Throwdown every single week, so that's always tons of fun. We do unboxings, and we just do all sorts of creative and different Heroclix content, like hit each other with steel chairs for a WWE game and uh, eat hot wings for games, which is really, really fun. So I, uh, I really enjoy filming YouTube. Check out our YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube if you are watching this on YouTube right now. You know, like, comment, do all that jazz. It'd be really cool and appreciated. Uh, you can check out Dial H for Hero Hooks on Facebook, Twitter. Email us at dialhforherohooks at gmail.com. All spelled out. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into some listener questions. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Malcolm Rush writes in, uh, Best, worst, favorite ways to store your hero clicks over the years. So yeah. Uh, Simeon. Yeah, um... So I'll just do, I'll just rattle off all three real quick. Uh, yeah. Best is for actual storing. Best that I've found is in the uh, card collecting boxes. So like the 5,000 card count box or whatever. Um, you can fit roughly, I think 5,000 and 3,000 or something along, along those lines are two different sizes where you can fit most of a set in them and some duplicates for like generics and stuff. Uh, but you can fit two figures side by side. They are pretty snug in there, so there's not a ton of shifting. And then any room left over, you can put like the cards. Uh, alternatively, I also sometimes put the cards in card like deck boxes, which are real cheap. Um, both of these are really cheap. So the mm -hmm. that's why I use the card boxes. That's the best I've found. Worst is putting your cards in a binder. I almost lost my entire Heroclix card collection at one point because I put it in a three-ring binder and I had every card in like a sleeve and I lost that binder. I luckily found it like on the side of the road later. I had put it on top of my car and but drove geez. off. So yeah, that, that was a bad day 
that turned into like an okay like phew kind of day uh but that's that's a bad way to do it and also there's not a great way to sort cards and it just takes up a ton of room whereas if you put them in set order they take up you know a deck box and then like it's a it's a nice little package thing and it's easy to find which cards you need uh it's also easier to find characters that way um figures i had them at that time i had all of my figures in like a big tackle box and again it's just it was kind of just lumped in uh and then favorite there's those uh stanley or whatever the brand like stackable boxes like utility boxes toolbox kind of things you can stack them and snap them together those are really decent for storing figures that have rotated like all the golden age stuff that i'm not displaying but i still want to keep that's where i keep most of my wolverine in the x-men set uh any set that's i'm like for sure not going to get rid of i'll put it in one of those it's a more permanent kind of home it's real safe um i keep all modern stuff in the cardboard ones though uh and yeah i always i always try and sort so in those stanley ones since i can't sort from one to whatever set number i sort them by rarity i just like dump all commons in like the bigger slots and then Things with like more fragile pieces or crazy effects get it their own like special little slots and stuff like that. Uh, but that's the best I've found. My favorite way over the year. All right. Um, best. There's probably some better way. Who knows? Uh, I like these little containers that I put just whatever I have of that set in. Although I don't complete much of a set to use them all that much, but. Uh, they're these really cool little, I don't even know what they are, but they're like like a bread box almost, but they have like a lid. They're just like little mini storage containers you could get at like any store. And I just slap the cards in a pile there. You know, all the Heroclix figures press the cards up against the side so it keeps them together. And that's how I sort when it's by set. Uh, otherwise, I have kind of the same thing Simeon was talking about. Those little Stanley containers, they all click together, which is cool. So I got a stack of about six or seven of those that I have sorted by keyword um, just because that's the best way to sort it if you're not sorting by set in my opinion. I used to always use deck boxes. Now, like I said, the cards go in the thing with the set. Uh, now I also have one of those uh, card boxes and that I just have all my cards in that are organized by keyword for those ones. So I just have one of those long card boxes with all my cards in it. So that works for the ones that are in there that don't have their cards in the same thing uh worst i've seen people like have bags like a plastic bag oh, ziploc sure. bag of hero clicks i think it's got to be the worst way to do it that's bad uh and my favorite i guess would just be the way i did it because it works for me and i like it and i supposed favorite would also just be like how do you like to organize we answered that uh so we'll just skip to number three best worst and favorite ways for you or someone else to bring a Heroclix team to a game or a tournament. So, yeah. Yeah. So when I started out, I had my one tackle box and I had a binder. And that was probably the worst way because it was just really bulky. And like digging through my tackle box to find all the figures, digging through the binder to find all the cards, and then putting everything back was kind of a nightmare. Uh, it's still kind of a nightmare. That's probably one of the worst parts of building a team is digging everything out and putting it all back. Um, best is what I, I've currently got one of those Stanley boxes that has all my dice tokens 
and yada yada in there and it can fit roughly two teams depending on the size of the build i can fit about two teams don't usually play with colossals so i don't have to worry about that but it's nice because it snaps closed so if i'm at like a tournament or whatever i can just put everything back in it snap it closed and i don't have to worry about stuff falling out um or getting shuffled too much and that's probably my also my favorite way um i i guess let's see the the Jeremiah Peterson trays, those are, like, that's a way I've seen other people doing it. Um, I guess that's good for tournament play. It's not great for, like, traveling, though. You can't just, like, keep it on that the whole time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of different ways that people have carried stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I guess best is probably, like, a Heroclix tray, purely for just going from table to table. Um, besides that, I would say some kind of plastic container that fits in your bag. I use a, uh, they sell these like at targets and stuff in their trading card section, which I guess maybe target won't have that much longer. But anyways, they, it's like a card box, which has like five or so containers for different places to card. So it's a card sideways is how tall it is, which is pretty good for fitting all my hero clicks and my cards and stuff like that. Um, worst way i don't know someone who just doesn't have a tray at their hero clicks tournament so if it's sealed i guess it's fine because then you're just sort of using like the booster that's okay it's just not the best way to do it but if it's like constructed and you like have your t-shirt and you're just putting all the hero clicks in that and walking from table to table that's pretty bad hmm. uh favorites if you were favorite way i to go that might be the only way to travel though Right. I mean, when you have something that big, I think people like bring cardboard boxes, you know, and they play Colossals cardboard or like a big plastic tub type thing. Um, my favorite way I've ever done it is before I got a Heroclix tray from table to table, I would just put them all in my hat. So I thought that was pretty fun. But uh, now I've got a tray, which is fine, I guess. But I, I did kind of like using my hat to carry stuff around. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, number four, which Heroclix in your collection do you like to display? Where Where are they displayed? Um, you can see most of them on like the coffee and clicks, uh, video we did. They're all behind me. Yeah. Uh, I've got some big mega racks that were on like clearance at Menards. So until I have like a more permanent shelving solution, I've got these kind of ugly, uh, shelving things, but they do the job. And so, yeah, they're displayed behind my computer or I don't know, behind me as I'm sitting at the computer, I guess, uh, just down in my room. And then uh, which hero clicks in my collection do I like to display? Mostly things that have rotated, mostly chases and like higher rarity, like anything with really cool sculpts, anything that was like a one-off. So I've got like the entire Street Fighter collection uh, displayed. I like displaying colossals because they're essentially mini statues. So those are like Necron is like a really fun one. The Serpent's a really fun one. Galactus, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, pretty much anything in my collection that I don't use often and I think looks cool. Yeah. Um, I display all the Captain America Steve Rogers figures I have. I display my zombies. Uh, they're in my closet on like a shelf up there in my closet. And then... My favorite thing I display is in my car. I have uh, Tristan Halverson, one of our local guys, 3D printed a little tray for me that just fits three Heroclix figures. And I have that on this like dash cubby part of my car. And I'll switch out kind of like 
whatever the theme of the month is normally it'll just be like figures from the last set like three figures from the last set that i liked so right now uh guy gardner lex luther and then somebody else is chilling in my car right now which is cool but like yeah three fi oh angle man or something like that three figures from wonder woman are chilling in my car it's like that's cool and then uh yeah sometimes like for christmas i always switch it to like three of the the holiday figures you know like the elf and the toy soldier stuff like that so that's that's a pretty fun way that i like to display them is having those three in my car which is pretty cool so uh yeah dude number five uh which hero clicks that are not in your collection do you wish you could have to display um so i'd like the old school vehicles i don't want to like pay the price that people ask for all the old school vehicles um also, the Brainiac Skull Ship, it's not something that I actually want, but, like, it'd be cool to display. So if I was, like, gifted it or if I found it for cheap enough, I'd pick up one of each Brainiac Skull Ship. Uh, but, yeah, stuff like that. I have most of the Colossals that I care about collecting. Um, and, yeah, I guess if I could finish them out, like, I, I still need uh, Zoran the Tester and whatever one of those other really big dudes was. I have, like, the Giganto, Galactus, Dormammu. I have, like, a, almost all of those old-school ones, but there's uh, the old Dark Phoenix. I also don't have her. So those, I suppose. Mm. Um, I guess um, I think it'd be really cool to have, like, those cud cardboard cutout things or, like, those display stands that WizKids will use for their displays. I know that's not a Heroclix figure, but, like, it's, you know, Heroclix adjacent. They normally have, like, Heroclix on it. I kind of want to steal the giant WizKids ball from Gen Con, or <laughs> not Gen Con, but Origins, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing that's always, like, hanging up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, can we get some people, uh, like, a grappling hook gun or something? It's pretty high. It's pretty yeah, big. We'll do... Stealing it. We'll we'll film it and uh, yeah we'll film our crime as we break into yes, Gen Con should. while they're closed and steal it. The yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that would be cool. And then uh, a figure I would always love to display would be the OG uh, Captain America Sentinel that was on eBay a very long time ago when someone repainted the normal Sentinel from uh, Infinity Challenge to look like Captain America. Uh, I would love to own that original thing. It'd be awesome. But yeah, uh, number six. How often do you go through your collection and clean up slash get rid of unwanted clicks? Just kind of depends. Uh, it's not every rotation. Sometimes it's like a slightly after rotation. Sometimes I'm just like, man, I have seven sets that I haven't touched in like the last year. Like, you know, you just stop the building with stuff. Um, I did it here about three months back. And then I doubled what I got rid of when I bought into Wonder Woman. So... Wonder Woman would be the next culling, which is the latest one that I just sorted and boxed up and put away. So yeah. I have all of my generics, which filled up like half of the box. Yes. Was all of the yes. Yes. What's left of like, uh, I, you know, I had a bunch of like rares and stuff that's left over and I'll eventually give away because there's so many commons. Like who needs 12 Wonder Woman, uh, common Wonder Woman, you know, no one so that'll all have to Maybe. be given away but yeah roughly every time i buy heavily into a set i clean up and get rid of unwanted ones from that set but as a collection overall it's maybe like once every two years it's not very often yeah it's kind of random 
if if I kind of like look and I see I've got some stuff and I'm like, ah, man, I haven't played this in a long time. Then I'll start going through all my cards and pulling out cards of like characters I know I haven't played or don't even plan on playing. And shoot, there, there's figures that I haven't played since I ever got them, you know, that I still think I'm going to play someday. But like fact of the matter is I'm not, you know, but uh, I should probably call it more often. Um, I probably do it maybe once or twice a year if I realize I have some figures I want to sell and it'd be easiest to just sell them to Cool Stuff Inc. without having to worry about talking with people on the internet because um, that can just be a pain sometimes. It's like Cool Stuff Inc. will buy this for this price. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. And then I'll just go through a bunch of stuff and really cull it out then to see if there's anything else they will buy from me. So yeah. Um, and then kind of like what Simeon said, whenever I buy heavily into a set, I try to uh, sell as much as I don't want right away as possible. Uh, while the iron is hot. Malcolm says, have a great day. We will, Malcolm. And he says, next time you get rid of any hero clicks, send them to him. And I'm like, Malcolm, I'll absolutely send them to you if you pay shipping. So, awesome. Uh, this was a good episode. Uh, since we were recording it early, there is no Jedi Legend hero clicks tip of the week. So, I'll go with uh, old, old uh, non-master Calder tip of the week here. You're on this council. But we do not grant you the rank of master. What? How can you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. How can you be on the council and not be a master? Take a seat. Don't call her Ness. Something that came up during our Thursday Throwdown video this past week was Shape Change and Energy Explosion. So if the original target of the Energy Explosion succeeds a Shape Change, will the rest of the characters be targeted since they become targets at the beginning? Uh, they do not. If they if someone is, succeeds at Shape Change, the rest of the characters uh, cannot be targeted in the Shape Change. The action will end right there unless they can target somebody else. And if you try to target someone adjacent to the character that made the shape change role, they still can't be targeted by energy explosion. So, fun. How funny is that? How wacky is that? It's pretty neat. It's even pretty better because I, I cut that part of the, the video out. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. well. But for people who don't know, I cheated. That's why I won. Simeon did cheat, although I will not say that's the reason he won. Uh, the reason he won was the internet dice uh, failing me. Time and time again. It's true. <laughs> Forever and always. Uh, but all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I already did the plugs, but if you want to, you can join our Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can be a member of our Discord. You can get entered into giveaways and all sorts of fun and cool stuff like that. This month, if we get up to $70, $170, I will give away my Gorilla Grodd. If we get up to $190, I will give away my Fulcum Abominus. Uh, we're at, I think, 149 or something right now. So we're like basically 150. So yeah, if people who are already Patreon members want to up their pledge to get this stuff on the uh, giveaway, because every time, every dollar you donate is an entry. So, you know, uh, anyways, and yeah, guys, by all means, if you want to do that, please do. If you want to support us, it means a lot. It lets me and Simeon uh, make more unique content for you. It lets us have great sounding equipment. And it lets us uh, make really fun YouTube videos. So thank you for those that do support us on Patreon. Uh, our biggest tiers right now, uh, thank you to Matt Reed, 
who supports the $25 tier. Thank you to our $10 tier patrons like Lucas Van Holland, Kevin Nelson, and Chance McCall. Uh, means a lot, guys. Thank you so much for the support. And thank you to anyone that listens out there. Uh, and another way to show your support without giving us any money is to leave a review. Reviews are huge, uh, especially five-star reviews. But more importantly, it is just be honest. Give us an honest review. We would really appreciate that on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, wherever. So thank you guys so much for listening. I think Simeon uh, wants to say something, though. I think he has uh, a little review of his own to give, sort of. I almost, I I almost ended the show. Uh, speaking, yeah. of, speaking of reviews... Um, this is the most in-depth that we've gone into a set in a while, which hurts because we both kind of didn't like this set. Uh, so if you're still listening, because this is a a long form episode at this point, but if you're still listening, if you've stuck it all the way through, um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you want us to do this kind of style for more sets, it's not really like our forte, but I, I still wanted to kind of like touch on all the pieces because we're really i feel like i didn't give this set a full shake and after reviewing most of the pieces i still i still still don't like it don't think it's yeah i still Um, don't like it either there's about Um, six pieces that i think i need from the set and depending on the price i'll probably just get like the generics and the one super rare that turns them into monsters which is real fun um Blackheart, that's his name. Uh, but yeah, if if you guys are still listening and you liked this format instead of our like usual stuff, let us know. Uh, if you thought this episode was way too long and you'd rather not hear us talk about how bad figures in a certain set are and how much yeah. we can't wait to not play them, then I guess uh, let us know that too. Because I don't know what you people want. What do you want? What do you people want? Uh, also, another shout out. Uh, Calder already mentioned it before, but Clicks on the Barbie is up to episode six, and there's not nearly enough people that are listening to that. So it's pretty, Absolutely, yeah. pretty entertaining. Uh, ben Jones has a nice voice, and I like listening to it. So I always put it on in the background whenever there's a new episode. Uh, there's something about accents just tickles my brain, makes me feel nice. I don't have one. <laughs> probably good yeah otherwise i'd feel like asleep all the you time. have just pass out you have a midwest accent simeon you speak normal as we would say yeah, i enunciate yeah uh enunciate our words and if you like enunciating words check out coolstuffinc.com where they don't ship to australia ben uh other two guys i can't remember off the top of my head but you're there too oh, what a savage what a savage <laughs> Uh, but yeah, check out coolstuffinc.com where they've got cool stuff in stock every day, unless you're from Australia, in which case you'll have to go elsewhere. Uh, but no, really, uh, cool stuff in stock every day. Uh, plenty of cool singles. That's how I'm going to be purchasing all the stuff that I want from this, uh, rise and fall set. I suggest you do that too, unless you think there's enough cool stuff in the set that you want to order like a full brick. In which case, you can do that at CoolStuffInc.com, too. And use code DIAL5 to save 5% uh, up until you surpass our power full code and 
have enough of a discount of your own. Right on. Hey, if you made it all the way to the end of this podcast, why don't you, if you're a Patreon member, uh, and if you join and do it at the same time, why don't you send the page, either Twitter or Facebook, the word coconut, and I'll throw something special in the Patreon rewards for this month if you made it through this episode. So yeah, first person to send uh, Twitter or Facebook the keyword coconut, and you got to be a Patreon member to do that. Uh, yeah. We'll uh, send you something a little extra. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional. Hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how many six people think I am funny? It's a hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools it's not richer nonsense i'm gonna make hero clips like that forever are you kidding me <laughs> hey google back some let the test in because he's a jerk wow 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 and it won't be a coconut we will not now i will not actually send you a coconut i'm just saying that as the keyword the code word